Radio. Say hello to the factor. Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Adabim, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The Gold Gold Central. The world is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's time for Sunday Night Showdown with coverage of TNA Wrestling. Only on pay-per-view. Here are your hosts, the Great White Mark, the Shark DeCarlo. I want to have intercourse with you. Uh, ooh, yeah, intercourse with you. Relation. Intercourse with you. <laughs> Real. Picking on it. And bring it via satellite all the way from New York City. New York City! Get a rope. The Bronx Father, Don Bronx. Tony Mirabella. You spend time with your family? Sure I do. Look. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown right here on the SNS Radio Network covering TNA's lockdown. I am the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, as we see an Aces and Eights montage to begin the show. But, you know, I've always said that my life is kind of like an open book. I don't hide anything. I'm really upfront. And with that being said, tonight's show is going to be like an open book because joining me, my very special co-hosts, Ashley and Sean from the open book. Guys, what's up? <laughs> what in the world was that segue? That was, uh, that was very interesting. I'll have to say that much. What is up? Uh, not I much, man. Appreciate you boys coming out and uh, joining me tonight for what on paper looks to be a decent pay-per-view. It, it does. I'll give it up. Uh, I know Ashley wants to say something, so go ahead. Oh, God, I've just seen it. Crelly is right behind the commentary, people. Yes, he, he is. His, he just put up his H2H Crelly sign. He's right behind the bastard. <laughs> that motherfucker will get seen one way or another. Unbelievable. How long are we into him. the pay-per-view? And he's there. God damn it. <laughs> that is awesome. As Taz looking like a fucking... I, I love guys who wear sunglasses indoors. I never understood that shit. 
I do it every now and then. It depends on if I'm going right back outside or not. Well, he's not, so. There's some Mexican people with masks as well. I tell you, the crowd looks decent for this venture. I know they're only using like a tenth of the arena, but still, goddamn. It looks it looks like a nice crowd. I will definitely give it up. I mean, there is a good amount of people. I don't see – I know a lot of it's papered off or uh, not, uh, covered off, but there looks to be a good-sized crowd. And look at Christy Hemming. Mm. <laughs> I, believe the, I believe the record for, like, worldwide is – Still held by uh, Wembley Arena, which is about eight and a half thousand. But I've, from what I've heard, there's about nine thousand in there, so it's their biggest to date. Kudos on them as we're starting off with the X Division Championship, and that is, I believe, Zima Ion. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> when did he You're- start wearing that shit? I think I find out. First time I've seen it. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> so by the looks of it, it's the battle of the hairstyles. It's the weird throw versus the dread Matt Hardy dreadlocks versus I don't need hair because I'm Kenny King. Right. And this Who is that guy? Oh, that's a new guy. Oh, uh, God, I suck with Christian names. York. Christian York, yeah. So we're going to have Kenny King versus Christian York versus Zima Ion. By the way, guys, this not a match on four down. You did not have to update your picks. For some reason, they didn't update this match. So I'll tell you, though, I like Kenny King, man. I like the attitude. He's fresh. He's a young talent. You know, I I think he he can do this belt justice. Is he going to cash it in for a world title shot? No, he won't have it by then. But for right now, uh, I'm enjoying him as champion. I like the stage setup. I want to speak on that for a second. The stage setup I really like because of the fact that they had the rampway that goes all the way down to the ring, and I think we could see that come into play tonight myself. Yeah, I always, I always, I agree with you 100, percent bro. I always like that type of ramp setup. Uh, I and TNA does it a lot, so that's good too. Yeah, the, the, the like I said, it looks. And this is what I like about them not being in the Impact Zone. It looks like a fucking pay-per-view, not just another episode of Impact. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. So, a couple of botches right quick off the top, oh, yeah. off the rope, but... Damn. Yeah, that was, that was very botchy. <laughs> yeah, Christian York, I don't know what's going on with him. He just seems to not really be getting the moves that they're putting towards him. So, I don't know if his hair is getting in the way. There's too much uh, Vaseline in his face, or I don't know. You should expect there to be too much botches. It's Bronx's favorite wrestler, Zima Ryan. Mm. Blame it on the botch. And <laughs> nice suicide dive through the ropes uh, from York to uh, Kenny King. Yeah, definitely. But so, yeah. um, go ahead. Go sorry. No, it's all right, Sean. Go on. I'm just, I'm just trying to keep up with the action, but it's getting. They're getting a little bit more fast-paced. I don't like... I will say this, and this is something I've said about... Uh, <laughs> Holy shit. Ken, oh! Kenny King with a springboard off the top rope onto Christian York on the fucking outside against the guardrail. I don't think it was onto Christian. I think it was more onto the barriers. He yeah. hit his neck on the barrier. He hit his neck on the barrier. Like, he, he is got to be legit out. Holy shit. 
And now Zima Ion with his own dive over the top, taking out both guys. Uh, guys, I know it's a pay-per-view. It's the first match. Don't kill yourselves. <laughs> corkscrew, a corkscrew moonsault off the top of the off the top rope is one of those moves where you kind of like you're really you really just did that. Uh, I just replayed the uh, Kenny King flip, and I don't know if he landed. His head might have slid down the barriers, but he didn't go like head on on the top. Thank God. Yeah, he hit he hit the barrier no matter what, and he he is hurt. I mean, he's moving a little slow, but. Oh my word! Wow. Oh, so nice. There's not going to be a lot of uh, commentary on this one. It's just going to be us going, "Holy crap!" and "Whoa!" and yeah, because wow. that, that was a very nice, um, very nice buff blockbuster off of the uh, off the shoulders. That was a really nice job by Kenny King, who seems to be doing a little bit better. I mean, he seems to be moving a little bit good. But I'm sure there will be a little bit of uh, DDP yoga required to get rid of the pain for this one. Well, we got Sean embracing his inner JR. So Sean doing a good job helping us out here with commentary, which is great because that's something I will admit I've never been the best at. I don't know how these guys do it who come out and just call it, you know, move after move after move. I couldn't do it. It's just too fast paced in a match like this. Well, I've been watching since the 80s, and I've watched everything from WWF to ECW, NWA, WCW, uh, CZW, ROH. Anything that's really on the TV, I can get my hands on. I watch it, and I listen to the uh, to the commentary, and I train to wrestle at the same time. So, I mean, it's one of those things that I get to practice for it. As we uh, see Christian York doing some knife-hand chops to Kenny King, while Zima Ion decides to take a breather outside the ring. Yeah, this is this is I like this because they're wrestling in the classic X division style. This is what an X division match is supposed to be. A lot of people bitch, oh, it's too flippy floppy. I don't care. It's still entertaining. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And I don't know what we're about to see because Zima Ion is it's Christ going up. We see a Hurricane off. Oh my lord, really? A Hurricane was a from to Kenny King, and then it was a splash from Zima Ion onto York. A, a moonsault to uh, so. Christian York. That's pretty crazy. That is a very nice move done by uh, all three guys, no matter what. I mean, you've got to be in the right place to take that hit. So. Oh, nice by Kenny. Uh, excuse me. I apologize. By Azima Ion. Sprint off the top rope into what was almost a 360 splash. Unreal. Wow. These guys. Look, I know I've said that Zima Ion's character annoys me, but I will never. Take away the fact that this kid has a shitload of talent. Definitely. Um, by the way, I know that I'm not usually the person to do it, but we should probably get quick picks in before, you know, <laughs> something happens in this match that causes it to end. Yes, definitely. Uh, I was so enthralled by the match that I didn't even think about it, to be honest with you. Um, I will I'll go first. I'll say I'll say Kenny King retains. He just retain he just won the title. There's there's no reason this soon to take it off him. So, I mean, I, I just, he's really got some good momentum going. I think he's going to hold it for a little bit. Kenny King to retain. Uh, I'll go next. I agree also. Um, Kenny King, he's, he seems to be doing really well. TNA really likes him. Um, so I, I go with Kenny King. Uh, he might kill himself in the process, but Kenny King nonetheless. Ashley? And you know what happens when there's a clean sweep. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Kenny King as well. The fact that he's held the belt for about 10 days or so. 
doesn't make sense for him to drop the belt to, even though certainly for Christian it would be well deserved. But oh, to, yeah, it's just we just saw so, a face uh, a curb stomp pretty much from uh, Zima Ion to Christian York, but it was a standing curb stomp, not a regular curb stomp. Whoa, two count by uh, Zima Ion. I almost thought that was it. This is already building into match of the night, and we're on match one. Yeah, I know, well, it's, right. an X, it's an X Division match. I've, X Division matches, to me, tend to be matches of the night, no matter what, because they go crazy. If this had been in the cage, just think of what, what would have happened. This would have been a completely crazy match. And as Sean mentioned, the entrance ramp, which leads directly up to the ring, we're seeing that utilized already as Kenny King slams Zima. Oh, my God. Mm. Mm. <laughs> a springboard leg drop. Oh. Yep. Springboard leg drop from the ring to the rampway. And that is complete still. Let me, let me emphasize that right now. That is all still. That is the still you might see on a, uh, a truck, on a uh, semi, the sides of it. It is very, very hard. Doesn't give. Oh yeah, I mean that 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 thing is solid. You can see it. There's no give to it at all. It's not like a table or, or something that has is hollow underneath. It, it looks like a solid fucking piece of metal. So, you know, you so take I wonder a- where the fake part might be because you know something's going to happen. <laughs> that is a hardcore stage setup. So, are they going to uh, switch it out? during the lethal lockdown match and possibly have somebody go through it or what I wonder could happen. Looks like Kenny King is setting up Zima for a superplex off the top rope, but Christian breaking it up. I don't do a power bonus. Yeah, it was the last call. It's a last call, a super last call from the top, um, from Kenny King to Zima Ion with a power bomb mixed in from Christian York to Zima Ion. It is the tower of, of pain, pretty much. I love that. Christian York tries to pin Kenny King, can't get it, says, fuck it, let me try Zima Ion. Nope. Actually, I'm wondering with the ramp being flat as it is, which it normally is for the pay-per-views, I'm just wondering whether they're just doing it for disabled access. Hulk Hogan's going to come out in a wheelchair because oh. he forgot the crutches or something. You know what's funny? I was thinking that, but I didn't want to bring it up. I'm like, that's great. That's wheelchair accessible. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, yeah. Or Conan's going to reunite and uh, Hernandez and Chavo get a manager. Ooh, that was a nice spot right there between Kenny King and Christian York. A nice uh, catch leg suplex. What in the world was that? I don't know. It looked kind of like a pump handle. I don't know what the fuck that was. I've never seen that before. It looked like a uh, kind of like R Truth face buster type deal. From uh, Christian York. I've never seen that before. Oh, my word. The chat room. I was trying in the chat saying, TNA Pictures presents Chris Kelly in Courting Miss Hogan. Oh, oh dragon kick from uh, Christian York on the Kenny King. It was a nice flipping dragon kick. Definitely haven't seen that. And we see some old school back rapes. From, uh, back rapes. What? Back racked. <laughs> now, wait, 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 wait. Wait no, a minute. no. 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 There is no back raping going on on the TNA pay-per-view before we start getting angry emails. No asses are being violated on this show. We just saw Until we get nice to Robbie E versus Robbie T in which somebody's <laughs> going to get violated badly. 
Somebody's going to get their ass hit. Somebody's going to get their cheek split. Nah, we don't want wow. that. Yeah, I kept trying to say back rake, and the first thing that came to mind was rape for some reason. You sick fuck. Oh, don't even, I've been at work all day. I, I watched Argo today at work. That was probably it. <laughs> okay. There was no so, rape in that movie. I don't know. I, for some reason, it came up as a what topic. What was that? That your, was horrible. Yeah. Your that was, go ahead. No, I'm saying York comes off the top rope onto nothing. Ooh. He tried for a, uh, a double stomp onto Zima Ion, missed, and then went for a, uh, a splash into the corner of, uh, ooh. Injigori by Kenny King onto Zima Ion. Now he has Christian York up on his shoulders. Oh, shit. Oh. Roll up. Two count. Nice roll up there. Yeah. It was definitely a very nice roll up. Sean is on a little sleep right now. So, yes, have at it. Oh, and that's there it. There you go. One, two, three. And we are one in zero, gentlemen, as Kenny King retains the X Division title. Excellent. I mean, yeah, there were a few botches at the beginning, but if you're the guys in the back, look at Kenny King talking shit. Like I said, I like this guy. <laughs> if if you're in the back and your matches are coming up next, you're like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder what match could be next. So we know the cage matches are going to be at the end. We know that already. Um, so, I mean, we don't have to spec speculate what in the world is Kenny King doing <sighs> yeah this was definitely definitely a great <sighs> great opening match uh, a lot of, lot of luckily it looks like no one got hurt everyone seems to be okay but some crazy crazy dangerous shit in this match classic X division I love it good match to start it off I want to say the move that Zima Ion did. He basically threw Kenny King into Christian York, then went for a neckbreaker onto Christian York, which encompassed a uh, DDT on the Kenny King. That is a great and genius move from Zima Ion. It was that it looked like it could have caused pain to both individuals, and then they're kind of like, "I'm gonna go for the pin. Who's gonna get the pin? I'm gonna get the pin." And Zima Ion just jumps on everybody he can to get the pinfall. Yeah, now good, good match, and it's like you said. What match will we have next? Um, you know, I'm, I wouldn't have the the cage matches like right next to each other. I would want to split them up with something in between. As Joseph Park is being interviewed, and unfortunately, I can't hear what the fuck he's saying. But yeah, I don't have. I it think Borash was saying before Joseph Park came in. Make sure you use the hashtag SNS Showdown. To uh, get all your coverage of lockdown, that would be awesome. <laughs> Give me one well, thing, guys. I'm listening to it right now. I think he like <laughs> Crelly just went over to Borash and just gave him a twenty dollar note. It's like, give us a bit of publicity. Yeah, oh, hold on. Bad influence so turned up. So much euros. What the heck? Bad influence coming out and saying something to. They're uh, telling they're telling Joseph Park that Dixie Carter wants to say hey to him in catering, so he needs to go find them. Oh wow, that's interesting. I wonder if Samoa Joe's there if it's catering. Just saying. <laughs> well, if Samoa Joe's there. Catering might be empty. Get there early. 
You know, I always worry about talking shit on Samoa Joe because he's like a guy who I truly do fear. You know, it's not like it's like one day I'll go to a TNA event. Hey, listen to this fucking show, Sunday Night Showdown. I heard you say some shit on me. I wasn't me. I was Sean. <laughs> Here's his address. <laughs> oh, wow. I like how um, Christopher Daniels has become completely serious now. Instead of being what he used to be, which was a joke completely, he's now completely serious in his entire promo, which is actually really cool. But he talks about how there will no longer be jokes anymore with the TNA from the Aspag fans. I'll tell you, man, I, I always been a big, big, big Christopher Daniels fan. I'd mark out if they won the titles tonight, but I just don't think... You know, with Aries and Rude, you know, there's a lot of discussion over the last few days that Robert Rude's contract may have been uh, in jeopardy, that he wasn't going to show up tonight. But from what I've read earlier today, that uh, fortunately has been ironed out, and we expect to have Robert Rude on the pay-per-view, which, thank you know, I'm glad if there was a problem, they straightened it out. And now we see the Mr. Sleaze himself, Joey Ryan, coming out for what will be Joey Ryan versus Joseph Parks. Park. Parks. Parks. Now, when I made my prediction, I don't believe this match was on four down either. And if they no, added, it wasn't. All right. No, it wasn't. I think it got added about four seconds ago. <laughs> it didn't, but it's the equivalent of. I'm... In all honesty, I'm kind of hoping they end this storyline very soon. I'm hoping he either figures that they figure out he's Abyss or he's the president of of uh, Aces and Nates or something. I don't care. Just really give me Abyss back. That's all I want. And that is one sight I didn't want to see. Joey Ryan oiling yeah. up his thighs. Yeah, please. I mean... Haven't we had enough gay references on this show already? I mean, come on, dude. Look at Joseph Parks. Stop talking Parks. about Crelly like that. Joseph Parks like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is a nice little match just to bring the crowd down because that's exactly what that oiling up just did. It's like, all right, time to go get a fucking hot dog. Yeah, I really would not sit around and watch that much longer. Hold on, he's got a mic. <laughs> Sean will be I ain't listening. What he said. Um, no, I ain't oh, listening. listening. Guy could this one. less than a shit if you guys do this. Here you go. Uh, I'll, I'll give it to you. Joey Ryan, you know what? I just oiled myself really good. I gave it in there. And Joseph, I know you enjoyed that. You loved looking at it. I saw your face. The eyes. It said yes. Give it to me, Joey. Give it to me. I'm real close to hanging up on you. <laughs> <laughs> do that I, again. I'm no, going to say for Channel 6 News. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> wow. Is Joseph going to remove his glasses at some point? I don't know. I don't know. I just wish that this match would get started so we can end this quickly. Yeah, I mean, it's like the quick... might be like Cyclops from the X-Men with his glasses. If he takes them off, just complete laser beams. Well, I mean, it's Clark Kent. You don't want people to know you're Abyss, you know what I mean? You take the glasses off. Oh, shit, it's Abyss. But, uh, but in all serious, well, I can't get serious with this match. I mean, really, it's like Sean said, the sooner it starts, the sooner it ends, which is good. I'm going to go ahead and say my quick picks for Joseph Park. I'm just going to end it there. Uh, my quick pick will be who gives a fuck. He's the third 
uh, challenger in this match, and I predict him to go. No, seriously, I'll agree with you. They got too much riding on this Joseph Park character. He's going to go over. Ashley? I'm going to say Joey Ryan because either Matt Morgan's going to get involved Ooh. or uh, Park's going to get disqualified for going a bit. Or maybe Dixie Carter will just run out, get the mic and say, really? Really? No, we were just kidding. Time for the next match. <laughs> and the first strike, the glasses are off. Well done, Bronx. You called it. Yep. I called it. <laughs> Good yeah. Irish whip. Goes for the clothesline. Missed it. And Mr. Oily. Oh, my word, really? Oil he to the put, He put his baby oil all over Joseph Park's face. And Park is ticked. Well, if you take fucking baby oil off your chest and put it in my face, I'm going to be ticked, too. This is, I mean, this guy, I mean, I know he's supposed to be sleazy, but it's getting to the point now where it's creepy. It's like, you know, don't park your school bus near this guy's house, please. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm seriously hoping that Joseph Park doesn't take that tracksuit off or else we might get another Big Dick Johnson. Oh, God, no. You know what? I changed my pick. I want to change my pick. I changed it to Crelly because he's going to jump the rail, hit both of them with a chair, and get the pinfall. And then <laughs> I will empty out my bank account to reward Crelly. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what to say about this match. This match is really just nothing. Why? How did this match even get started? I mean, do we know? Uh, I'd have no idea. P- Parks, Abyss, whatever you want to call him, he's overdoing. He, you know, look, I know he's supposed to be playing and he's a rookie, but it's got to be hard. It's like, look, it's like being a professional singer and being told to sing off key. It's it's difficult. Yeah. We know this guy is a fucking decent big man in the ring, and he's trying so hard to... Oh, okay. Okay, enough. You know what? I'm about to go to <laughs> commercial break because <laughs> it's too early to do it, which sucks, but to seeing this guy rubbing on himself is like really... Okay, enough TNA. Yeah, that's just absolutely not even what what we need to see. And I mean, he Joseph Park did uh, not Joseph Park. Joey Ryan did a good job there, taking away what the big man really has, and it's tight. He took away the knee, and he's now working on that knee, working on the body, just making sure that Joey. Uh, damn, Joseph Park stays down. And what the hell? What kind of pinfall was that? Okay. I have no idea. It's what a team sleaze pinfall. Oh, Lord. I, I don't uh, even know if I want to continue with this match already. I was like, I'm trying my best to be professional with this, and it's just absolutely horrendous. Yeah, I mean, you know, one we could all, well, one, at least one of us has to stay on here. But, you know, if anyone wants to go take a shit or whatever, much like this match is doing on the pay-per-view, taking a shit on it, you know, this might <laughs> be time. I mean, this you, you talk about the, the women's matches. You want to talk about a piss break? This is a piss break. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And it's probably, it was probably not decided on until the last, last second. Because, I mean, we did see Joseph Ryan. Then we saw the tag team champions, or tag team, tag teams. So it could have been the choice, like, you know, that match was really high. Maybe we should uh, decide on this match and just let it be a crap fest. I don't know. Hold on a minute, guys. We're actually getting a phone call in. Brass Eye just answered. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who's this? It's Vince Russo. See, what I thought we would do 
is after a five-star match, we'd have this shit fest because it brings the crowd down. You know what I mean? It makes sense from a booking standpoint. You understand what I'm trying to say? You get it, Bronxy? You get it? Uh, yeah. Brass Eye, hang the fuck up on him. Thank you. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe that just happened. I ain't saying Russo invades everywhere. Yeah, you never know when Russo is going to... Enough with the rubbing of your fucking nipples. What in the world? <laughs> really? Wow. I love how Joseph is selling the baby oil is causing problems with his grip. <laughs> He's giving him a wedgie? Are you serious? Is this what this match has came down to? Is for, uh, titty twisters They're recreating and, uh, the scene wedgies? from Stand By Me. What? Yeah, this is this is like bad. Oh, nice time to drop. Uh, what? Fucking Joseph Park almost plowed into the referee. The referee was like, "Whoa!" Think of any fight between the nerd and the bullies in like a high school movie, and that's what's happening right now. Well, yeah, but the bully usually isn't oiled up and acting like a fucking. I mean, this is the only way I can describe this match so far is fabulous. I can only wonder what JJ is going to say about this match. Uh, I would think that JJ would have turned this off by now or would have been going on some type of rant because this, and, and again, it's a shame. I'm not shitting on the pay-per-view itself because the first match we all agree was excellent, but this, you could have put anything in place of this. I mean, really, I would have rather seen Hogan go on for 10 minutes and see this. You could have put RVD getting signed by WWE. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> as long as he's willing to pay that $20,000 a toke or $2,000 a toke fee and thank you God match is over due to a sit down splash by Joseph Park onto Zima Ion the match is over thank God we're done yeah and the crowd seems to be going crazy for what I don't know uh, by the way Ashley is now 1-1 one one. Bronx and myself are 2-0 Actually, no. You are one and one too. You said Crelly would go in there and get the pin. So I'm <laughs> really. You're gonna hold me to that one. We're counting it. Well, then if that's the case, then you're one and one also because you said the third person in the ring, which was nobody. True. True. So boom. All right, forget it. We're two and zero. Good memory. You're not that sleepy, motherfucker. Because you remember uh, that. I'm drinking Mountain Dew, so yeah, it's one of those things. Oh shit. All right, cool. But yeah, that was just a, I don't know what that was, but you know. I was just looking at the replay and the way uh, Park was sat on Ryan, I was thinking, oh God. Well, I don't even know if he, I don't even know if that was supposed to be the, the finish. Because the way, if you look at Park's face, he was kind of like, oh, this worked? Okay. So I'm yeah. wondering if it was like, eh. <laughs> Here's TNA booking. We don't know who's going to win. I don't know. We'll ask the Facebook people. So who do you want to win the world title? Whoever the public vote for may mysteriously win. I hope not. Well, man, you know you got to you got to pimp out social media. You know you got to. That's that's just the way it goes. But that I need a breather, guys. I'm going to hit our first commercial break. Two matches down the tubes. First one good. The second one. Wah, wah, wah. 
So with that being said, I am the Bronx Father. I am joined by the sensational sequel, and Ashley is my name. We'll be right back with more Sunday Night Showdown covering TNA's lockdown right here on the SNS Radio Network. It's Johnny Devine, and you're listening to Sunday Night Showdown right here on the SNS Radio Network, maggot. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. The following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live. Reasons not to marry a porn star. Did you hear the news that uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend, Jenna Jameson? No, he probably tried to fuck her. It was like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. And he just said, what the fuck? Where have you been? Slap. <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back when he said, you know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon. I mean, how can you, in all honesty... Be a person not in the porn industry married to a porn star and be okay with it. <laughs> you know what? I'd have a serious problem with that. I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy and goes to work. <laughs> then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else. Then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy. She comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else. <laughs> then she comes home. You tell the bitch that you want dinner. She makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed. And you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else. <laughs> you're having tea. She's getting tea bagged. <laughs> oh, I love this show. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. 
Once again, www.headlockstoheadlines.com. What's up, guys and gals? Sensational sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll catch us doing video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at snsradionetwork.com. Come check us out. Orgullosamente Latino hasta la muerte y después Worldwide Latino Pride The Ambassadors of Violence LAX, K-Dog, The Notorious 187 Homicide We be so big Bang, da, bang, da, bang, bang Don't say nothing Bang, da, bang, da, bang, bang We be so big Bang, da, bang, da, bang, bang Just act like you know And only stop fucking This is Kool-Aid Star Hernandez And you're listening to the SMF Network all right, welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown, the SNS Radio Network covering TNA's lockdown as our knockouts title match begins. I am joined by the hosts of the open book, the sensational sequel, Sean, and Ashley is his name. Boys, how you doing? Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got, we got to rephrase that for you. The host of the open book, sensational sequel, and the co-host of the open book, the host of the whole indie show, Ashley. There you go. Got to pimp out the whole indie show. Well, uh, I got to make. I, well, I got to make sure that I had to get demoted wow. on open book. Yes, he had to get demoted on the open book. I cannot say that he is the host. But thank you for doing the show for me on Friday, though. Oh, thank you. that's the first I've heard. <laughs> See, you got to make your co-host feel comfortable. Uh, <laughs> oh gotta, well, forget that crap. As, oh, Velvet Sky's in the ring, dear Lord. Uh, in all honesty, I'm more about, and she just she just pointed, Curly, are you serious? Well, look at her ring gear. There is an old school, like, poster from the Second World War, which people have on their wall saying, keep calm and carry on. By the looks of it, on the front of her chest is keep calm and, and I'm guessing on the back of her trunks, it probably says let the pigeons loose or something. It, well, it says, let Crelly in. That's what it says. <laughs> We're going to all get Crelly fired by Trey. <laughs> <laughs> he better have got him a signed photo this time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's up with that. Gail Kim, who herself is in excellent shape, I must say. Mm-hmm. And uh, this will probably be a good match. Uh, Velvet Sky's gotten a lot better. Gail Kim, of course, there's no doubt about her in-ring skills. And uh, on the flip side, Taryn Terrell is pleasant to look at as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Justin, I was enjoying the view. Uh, I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just sensing that um, angle-wise, pro- this is probably going into my quick pick for this, but I can see Gail Kim losing but blaming Taryn. And that's when she starts wrestling rather than just being a referee. Okay, nice. Nice head scissors takeover. That was good. I got to give it back to Velvet Sky. She has gotten better. Well, I mean, being Ashley already, so I'm assuming your quick pick is Velvet to retain. Ashley? Ashley. Oh, yeah, sorry. 
I, I was getting distracted we're now. Gonna, Damn it. We're going to get a lot of pauses during this match. We apologize. I'm going to agree. Uh, Velvet just won the title, but I like Ashley's scenario. She uh, Gail Kim loses, continues to blame Taryn Terrell, and eventually it's going to lead to a match between them. So, uh, yeah, I'll second uh, Ashley's opinion. Yes, Velvet's got to retain, definitely. And I guess I'll third that, that movement and we'll make it so. Uh, I agree. Nice, nice senton on the outside. From Velvet onto Gail Kim. Nice seated senton. Um, I agree, once again, uh, that it will be Velvet Sky who retains. And apparently, we're not the only ones because 98% of the league, the SNS League on 4 org says that Velvet Sky will win by pinfall. Yeah, I got I pinfall too. Rather than say seated senton, just say Velvet Sky put her legs around Gail's face. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, with the homoeroticism in the last match, I need something to reestablish my manhood, and this match is doing a fine job of doing that. So, you know, at least they're, they've kind of flipped the script. But, I mean, uh, so far, unlike what you would say in the WWE, this match is far more entertaining than the last one. Yeah, this is a good match. I mean, we just saw a very nice uh, side splash from Gail Kim onto... Uh, Velvet Sky, which actually Velvet, uh, Gil Kim is currently taunting on the outside of the ra- on the stage slash ring apron. So I mean, it's very good so far. I I usually enjoy the TNA knockouts, and I I, I kind of wish that WWE had some of the girls still around that were able to wrestle in WWE. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at this, and it's a whole other. You know, it's just a whole other. Uh, take on women's wrestling where usually in TNA and I said this last Thursday how the knockouts division yes it has fallen from grace a little bit but all the gals that they do currently employ can still put on very good matches and this is I mean is this a five star match no but it's definitely better than anything that you'll still see in the E we just saw a possible injury almost happen to Velvet Sky from Gil Kim because uh, she was choking her on the ropes, and Gail Kim jumped up, and at the same time, Velvet Sky went underneath her. If Gail Kim had came down right on top of her head, she could have tweaked her neck, injured her spine, anything like that. So it definitely sucks that um, if that had happened, I'm glad it... I, I didn't see it happen, but maybe she hurt herself a little bit because she was holding her head. Well, thank, we you, saw... thank you, Go Dr. Ahead. James Andrew. But... Oh, what's... <laughs> No, you're right. You're right. Just one of those things. I'm I'm paying attention too much, probably to the match. No, it's okay. No problem. Just fucking with you. But Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. Like I said, I I can't see any reason for. I mean, we know Taryn can wrestle. I mean, I don't mind seeing her in a little referee outfit. It's great. I have no problem with that. But we know she can wrestle, so I think it's you know, Gail Kim's been shitting on her for weeks. So. I, I see that fixing to happen soon. Definitely uh, agree with you there. Uh, as we see a very nice comeback from Velvet Sky onto... Damn, that was a good view. That was a very good view. Ooh, nice bulldog by Velvet Sky. As what is... It? Ooh, nice. Yeah, it's a very nice single-handed bulldog from Velvet Sky on the Gale Kim. It looks like... Kind of a, it was a reverse DDT, very nice. And it's only a two count for Velvet Sky. Uh oh. 
Oh, that's sweet, though. Is that interference? Uh, I don't, I don't think... think it is. I think it was Gale trying to... Uh, yeah, it's not interference. It's not interference. Yeah, I don't think the ref can. Te- I don't think the ref can technically interfere. I don't. I don't know how that will go down on four down because I have. Oh, that's it. But now wait a minute. Was Gale under the rope? I don't know. I haven't got that far yet. Apparently, my my what I'm watching oh, is not. They're arguing. Two, three. Yeah, but now Gail Kim may have. She may have a legit argument here because. It looked like she was partially under the ropes. I hope they give us a replay. It looks like they're not going to. It was such a fast pinfall by Velvet Sky that I really couldn't see. Oh. Oh, God damn it. Gail Kim slapping the shit out of Terran Terrell. Terran, you can't take that, baby. Come on. Why hasn't Krelly jumped the barrier and taken defense? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I just lost what I was watching, so... And the oh, hold on! No, nah, no, nah, Taryn, you can't take getting bitch slapped. Hell, she no. was going to disqualify her, and oh, here we go. Taryn, take down! Can't fight! Can't fight! Holy shit! Taryn Terrell is beating the fucking shit. I think that's what we call interference, people. <laughs> no, the match is She just pulled an edge. Did she just freaking pull an edge? Yes. yes. She's even doing her hair like the same style. She's like, I fucked up. And now Velvet coming to the rescue. There you Pedigree. go. Pedigree time. Oh, really? Nah. Yeah. Oh, shit. What a fucking... <laughs> and another three count. What the fuck? Match wasn't that's, over. That's an actual three count. <laughs> the match wasn't over. Really? Yep. Oh, that's that's that that well then that was a botch by me by calling a match over brass i don't know if you got the buzzer handy but i definitely deserve one hit it okay okay um <laughs> that was interference also so we can count that as interference and brass i says no to the buzzer okay i gotta get the buzzer because it <laughs> seems like that's the only way it's gonna work <laughs> But anyway, we're all right. Velvet Sky retains. We might lose a point or two because you could call that interference, definitely, depending on how Four Down interprets it. Um, I would, would say it's interference, so we'll have to see. But this isn't over. There's no way this is over. I mean, that was a hard fucking slap by Gail Kim. It's a but nice spear. I, was- I mean, that was a very nice spear done by Taryn. And then, I mean, the hair pull. Oh, wow. There's some of our hair actually coming out onto the ring. Um, need to work on that wave, Daron. Um, is there any woman around on this planet that doesn't have a weave anymore? Possibly, I, I, I don't know. Yes, I, I will just, say yes. I've just noticed the way Velvet Sky was <laughs> doing her pin was kind of ass direction straight at Crelly. God damn it, the bastard. See, now you're just starting shit. Okay, you're starting speculation. You end up. Whoever Crelly's going to call in now, he's just going to be going to the after party, just going, "Yeah, I'm getting you drunk." Well, I mean, as far as calling in, well, well, we have a little moment here in between matches, just so you guys know. um, Fortunately, we all got work tomorrow. Well, I don't know what the fuck Ashley does, but (laughs) (laughs) 
I know Sean and I got work tomorrow, so there's not going to be a post-show. What we're going to do is after the pay-per-view is over, we'll give our opinions, and uh, we're going to go off the air, and then you can call in definitely to Wrestling News Live or TNA Chat Live this Thursday, and we can talk about the pay-per-view. But just so you guys know, we apologize for that, but I don't want this to become a six-hour marathon. So. I'd like to say something real quick. Uh, to Senior Slim in the chat, you missed the four down picks because you had better things to do. Well, here's a good thing for you to, for you to go do, and is that good? And that is to go fuck yourself. Okay, thank you. Wow. Okay. Look, here's the deal, guys. Real quick. If you don't like TNA, I get it. If you feel like it's, but if you joined the league, if you took the time to create an account, I'm, I'm not going to shit on anyone. I'm not watching the chat room. Sean is. But the deal is, if you're going to sign up for fourdown.org, make your picks. It takes five minutes. If you don't like TNA, just do a little research and make your picks anyway, because you're representing the SNS radio network in that league. And I, we haven't been getting number one as much as I'd like to. So, I mean, definitely for this pay-per-view, and even more importantly, get your shit in for WrestleMania. I, I say... Anyone who doesn't make picks for WrestleMania and is registered should be kicked out. Yeah. I'll put it out there right now. I'm very close to start dropping some people in the entire league, and it's coming very close. And there's people that have not put picks in. There's people who have not even – there are people who have not put TNA picks in. There are people who have not put WWE picks in. Uh, it's coming to the point where I'm going to start sending emails to each person and be like, hey, you put your picks in for this match, you put your picks in for this one. But – Start if you're not even gonna put picks in, just do random picks. I don't care. Random picks get you points. Random picks gets all of us points. And I'm more so looking at the entire league. I want league to be number one. I don't I don't care if I'm number three, number five. I want to be number one with the league. I want the league to be number one. And I believe and Sean, maybe you can uh elaborate on this. You might know better. I believe there's an option that says if I don't put my picks in can't you do automatic random picks? I believe. Where at the bottom, at the bottom of the uh, the page, when you go to do your picks, you can actually click random pick, and it will do random picks for you entirely. Yeah. So you know, I mean, look, if you don't have the time, just you know, just click that random picks. It's not, not that not that big of a deal. But you know what? We'll we'll save this discussion for another time. But really, guys, you know. Just make the effort. That's all we ask. As we lead into Robbie T versus Robbie E, I'm partial in this match. I'm not going to give my pick yet, but I hope Robbie T beats Robbie E into a fucking hospital bed. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I know it's his gimmick. I don't mean literally, okay? I know it's Robbie E's gimmick. I don't want to sound like a fucking Mark, but he is so fucking annoying. This whole dude thing... Man, it's this the New Jersey thing, and I I love the fact of how he would just ran. How Robbie E just ran outside the ring. I was is one of those moments where I thought it was uh, Joey Ryan. Well, I mean Robbie T's a big motherfucker. I mean he's not the best wrestler in the world. I'll say that he's not he's not the most talented. But Robbie E's probably far more talented a wrestler. But as far as brawling and, and shit, I mean, you look at the size difference in this match, and it's like, why would you want to, you got this big-ass dude who has your back, and he's your best friend, why would you want to shit on him and make him your enemy? 
I mean, I don't, Robbie T is one of the guys I wouldn't want pissed at me. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, just look at this is a Matt Morgan mixed with Mason Ryan is how I see this guy. It's how I see Robbie T. And I'm just looking at him. I mean, I kind of rather would face Joseph Park than face Robbie, Robbie T. Yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely hilarious. This is going to be one of those matches where it's going to take to take so long to start. And I just want this one to be over with also. I'm just now wondering whether there's going to be a pick on four down. Who gets released first, Zack Ryder or Robbie E? Oh, uh, well, Zack Ryder. <laughs> well, see, it's funny because uh, for the picks on four down, Robbie E versus Robbie T, we never thought we'd see the day where Robbie E and Robbie T fought. Unfortunately, it is happening. We shall all mourn together. <laughs> and Robbie E is trying to hug it out, Kane Daniel Bryan style, with Robbie T. And Robbie T is standing there like, what the fuck? <laughs> he grabbed his arms, actually. Uh, Robbie E was trying to let go, and he couldn't, he couldn't let go. Robbie T was actually holding him. Actually, I'm looking at the hairstyles now. This is for some He's reason. He's stretching it out. He is stretching out before the... What the hell? <laughs> could, we, could we have not had this match on Impact? Probably. <laughs> could we have not had this match at all? Could we have had this match in place of Joseph Park versus Joey Ryan? Mm, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, this would be a little higher on the totem pole in that match, I would say. At least, you know, no one's oiling themselves up and massaging their fucking nipples. So I'm grateful for that. But I can't see it. I got a feeling this match is going to be quick. I'm going to start quick picks off. I got Robbie T. I, unless uh, unless there's interference or, or E just does something lucky. I can't see Robbie E going over here. So the big man to go over for me. Uh, I'll go next. And yeah, I agree that uh, Robbie T goes over. Just in the match now, please. Yeah. Uh, my feeling is Robbie T will go over as well. I pick that there would be interference to help him win, probably like Rockstar Spud, but I doubt that he'd be there anyway. Probably he's uh, busy in OVW, so... It will just be a complete, relatively one-sided affair, I think. Yeah, I have no interference, Robbie T, to go over by pinfall. I mean, who would have a reason to interfere, though? That's the thing. You know, who who else is, is in with these guys other than, you know, I don't know. Well, apparently 94% agree that Robbie T is going to win, but 94% did say that there won't be interference, but that 1-6% said that Robbie E would win. So Wow. I don't know. Well, that's the only way he's gonna win. I mean let's face it, the only way I see him going over is with some type of interference. I I can't see E beating Robbie T clean. Yeah, I, I agree. What I was trying to see what was happening there and it looked like he was uh as the ref was blocking Robbie T's way, Robbie E was scooting his way down the ring apron to uh get to a position where he could do something but it was just a uh pulling the arm over the rope to hurt the arm so nothing nothing major there what the fuck kind of tights is robbie e wearing <laughs> it's the curly tights uh I, uh I don't know fucking baby blue and fucking pink really pink gold baby blue curly would never be seen in turquoise <laughs> 
I don't know if, if, Vel if Velvet Sky and uh, what's her name, uh, the redhead. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Christy Hemming. If they said, hey, you want to hook up tonight? You got to wear this tur turquoise shirt. Yeah. Give it to me. Give it to me. Then uh, again, the Impact Wrestling shirt is a turquoise shirt, isn't it? <laughs> I, think it I think it's a darker blue in it, though. Oh, well. I'm, I'm in the high 200s, and if Velvet Sky told me to wear a fucking thong and we'll hook up later, I'd do it. Oh, God. Bad image. Bad image. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably wouldn't be a good idea, but, I mean, let's face it, you know. I mean, this motherfucker, Crelly, when you post your pictures on Facebook, can you at least rotate them? I love how he's <laughs> standing on the wall with Hulk Hogan and fucking... <laughs> <laughs> He he can't help it. It's due to the uh, the angles and everything of his um, iPod or whatever that he's probably sending it over. He's probably using an iPad. And who uses an iPad for pictures, really? I mean, come on. Well, still, you got a picture with Hulk fucking Hogan. Nothing we can <laughs> say. So, you know what? You can't really make too much fun of him because you got a picture with Hulk Hogan. Well, what's who hilarious, he... he he made the comment saying that uh, it's a good day when Hulk Hogan asks for a picture with you. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's true. Yeah, and I'm wondering if he's going to get jumped by Magnus in the parking lot tonight. <laughs> yep. Probably. I, I mean, I, I can see it. It's like Robbie T is calling down for the heavens to come down and help him. Ultimate Warrior to come out, come out now? Could we see... Is that Ultimate? No, it's not. Ultimate Warrior does not come out. Oh, well. No, I don't think we're going to see the Warrior. As Robbie T has E up on his shoulders. Ooh. One, two. It's over. And it's gone. Robbie T, your winner. Robbie T via a uh, pinfall with a over-the-shoulder spine buster, I guess, would be the word. Yeah. And I'm you done. know. I just realized you and I are perfect on this pay-per-view so far. Yeah, but it's going to change. Yeah. Because, I mean, we have the tag match, which after reading all of the things that were going on with the tag match, uh, the Bobby Roode and all that, I voted one certain way. Uh, apparently, I was the only one. And then we got the cage matches to come still. So, I mean, it's going to be – there's still a lot to go. With the time as well, I'm intrigued to see how they're going to make the other four matches last an hour and 40. Well, they're cage matches. You have three cage matches, so... And one True. of them is a lethal lockdown, which is going to take 30 to 45 minutes alone. So... Yeah, definitely. Plus, you have to factor in setting up the cage, but they probably do that in between during segments, so... Well, hold on. Austin Aries has turned up. Yep. There's no Bobby Roode. This is, could be interesting. I'm thinking this is a tease. From everything I've read, Rude's going to be there. I think they're just doing this as a, uh, you know, it almost makes you wonder. Work the internet, yeah. Yeah, you know, work definitely. I mean, it was the top story today on the fucking internet. So it was on SNS Facebook. It was all over the place. So, yeah, work. Why not? He basically just said that he doesn't need Bobby Roode, and apparently at the bottom of my page, it pops up, Bobby Roode and TNA reach agreement. 
So if that's the case, somebody's wrong. And here he is. What? Hmm, you know what, though? Yes, Robert Roode's there. Nah, and he looks straight down the camera and then just does a smirk. That's brilliant. Yeah. The only thing he I, says is, you miss me? But you know what? I like? Aries didn't sell it off as, as though he was pissed. He sold it as though he was glad to see him. Almost like it'd be great if like these guys go over tonight and then come out Thursday and say, you know what? This was all a work. Well, well, well not use that terminology, obviously, but... You know, this is why Rude wasn't here for weeks. We're cerebral. We wanted to throw everybody off, thinking we weren't on the same page. And from tonight on, you have both these guys on the same page as a dominant tag team. I think they make a good tag team. They they seem like they do, and I I enjoy their chemistry. I enjoy the chemistry that uh, bad bad attitudes of their kind of stuff, bad influence or whatever. Bad um, the, the former world's greatest tag team champions of the world. Um, their chemistry, too. I mean, they do a great job. And I'm not so high on this group right now, Hernandez and Chavo. I feel that they should add somebody else in. I'm just not sure of who that should be. Oh, I didn't but, know his name was Chavo because the graphics just said Guerrero. Yeah, I know. They didn't bother to put his first name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you're kind of thinking on the lines of, like, Mexican-America or something like that. Yeah, I, I feel they need somebody else to help, to be the mouthpiece more so for the match. I mean, I, I love Chavo. He's getting some, some rub right now. But they need somebody else out there to kind of turn them heel. Just turn them heel and let them go. Let them have some fun. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know though. They're they're pretty over. Yeah, but you give them that one thing that's going to turn them completely heel, and then you've got and then you've got that dancing one to their music. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm much for them being serious. I'm waiting for uh, Daniels to start doing the Curry Man style, but I guess he's not going to do it. <laughs> Yeah, Daniels is one of my fucking favorites. I, I I make no bones about that. You know, and I think that he he and Kaz have been an awesome tag team and they kinda went on they kinda had Daniels on a single run for a while, but I'd like to see these two guys still stay together because they're I think they're one of the best tag teams in wrestling. Yeah. Double they are, and double R. I'm hoping that, as somebody else said, this is only a one-day deal for Bobby Roode, and we see him go to uh, WWE because I think WWE would do well with him. I think I see a little bit of Triple H in Bobby Roode, so I would love to see him in the E working side by side with Triple H. Yeah, but you know that's wishful thinking. I I, I kind of fear. For any TNA established guy who goes to the WWE, I think it's they just for some reason wouldn't. I agree with you. He's got great potential, but would WWE utilize it? Probably not. Yeah. But I look I, for this. They bring to be him a, in his Fandango's training partner. And I, I agree. 
I agree with what Sean said earlier on. This definitely should. This in a cage would have been fucking sick. It's going to be a great match. Don't get me wrong, but I would have rather seen this in a cage. Absolutely. I mean, I've loved the multi-man matches in the cages. The the tag matches that we've had in the cages have always been great. Uh, if we could have had a, uh, I mean, if we had the cage on this, it would have been a little cramped. But I think the guys could have done amazingly well. Uh, Austin Aries jumping around. Uh, you see Kaz go up to the top, do a Herkeron off the top of the cage. I mean, it just be one of those moments where we see some big stuff. And apparently Chavo is the only person in the ring, and he's going to be the only one who's wrestling today. <laughs> oh, never mind. Aries and Rude are like, I'm going in. No, I'm going. No, I'm Spartacus. And it's just <laughs> I was like, I was like, I guess Chavo is facing himself off in the ring. He's going to lay down and whip, let himself get a pinfall. But I guess not. Um, I'm sure this match is going to go for a while. Oh, wow. Christopher Daniels just tagged himself in off Bobby Roode, slapping his back. So, it's kind of funny. So, we're going on the uh, turmoil rules. All right, so any, how does this work? Anyone can tag anyone in, apparently? Yeah. Yes. We're going turmoil rules if you're going WWE equivalent. Interesting. Okay, that's fine by me. As we're getting I'd- underway. I... Yeah, like I said, it's going to be a great match, but it, it would have been better in the cage. Yeah, uh, I guess we should go ahead and do uh, quick picks right quick, and I'll start it off. Uh, being that all of the stuff that came out about uh, Bobby Roode today, I felt that we possibly could not see them retain the title. So I actually chose Kazarian and Christopher Daniels to win the match. So there goes my losing for tonight. <laughs> Ashley, go ahead. Um, I'm going to say that I think all this was to try and uh, swerve the media like TNA always likes to try to do, and double A and double R retain. Man, if I had to go with who I want to see win, I would have to go with Bad Influence because they're my favorite tag team, but that's not my pick. Uh, my pick is I think there's a lot more to go with Rude and Aries, and they won the tag team titles only recently. They're going to retain. I agree. So we'll see. Well, I'm well, confused darn. about with all this rumors and everything is that apparently in 09, Rude signed a five-year contract. Wow. So, which means if it, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have expired in 2013. Uh, well, I'm, I, I'm slightly good at math. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, this could have all been work in the Internet. I mean, th- that's one thing as hosts on, on this network and hosts on any network. You don't usually you're not privy to what's really happening. You, you're not there. You're not in the offices. You're not talking to Dixie Carter. Who knows? I I don't think they would have even announced this match for tonight. Then again, this is TNA. If Rude was in a contract dispute, let's not even okay. Let's not even go that way because let's go back a couple years. Let's look at Jeff Hardy and Stink. They had the chance to pull the plug on the match when Jeff Hardy was completely high as a kite, and yet they didn't. So TNA can't say just because it's TNA. TNA doesn't think before it sets up something, and TNA doesn't think 
until it comes down to the last minute. Oh, crap. We should have stopped that. So, I mean, no, they... I, I agree. They, and that's, I'm sorry, Sean. Go not, well, I was going to say, they could have instead made this a number one contenders match between Hernandez, Chavo, and then Ari, uh, Daniels and Kazarian. They could have made a, a number one contender trying to figure out, okay, is Rude going to be here for... If he's here for impact, we'll make, Matt, we'll make the match then. So... And you make a good point. I mean, another example was the whole thing with, I believe it was uh, they, when they had the they angle, and the two guys who were going to be integral in that angle, Kevin Nash and Booker T, end up at the Royal Rumble. So, yeah, yeah definitely, you know, that's what I meant by it's TNA. You're right. But so it's hard to tell. You know, I don't know if there was a contract dispute. Obviously, if there was, it's over, which is good. Uh, I like Rude, and I have to say I can't agree. I think he should stay in TNA. Yeah, I, I've already said my piece. I'd love to see Rude in WWE. I think he would do great. Uh, oh, Earl just got headbutted by Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and then that he was took it, he took it personal for the Montreal Screw Job fifteen years ago. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I mean, that was, go ahead. Is there a chance we see Bret Hart come out tonight and just start talking shit? <laughs> like he's been doing Curly, six weeks straight. Curly jumps in the ring and is like, you should have done it. It's your fault. Screw you. I don't know. Or Curly, gets, Curly jumps over the ropes and says, ring the bell, ring the bell. And no one's getting pinned or submitted. Like, oh, whoops. No screw job. Uh, oh, Hebner has been tried to be attacked by fans too many times this year. Yeah, see, yeah. see, I hate Sean saying that because it almost makes me think at some point TNA is going to do a fake screw job with him, which would be really something. Just have Dixie run out. Ring the bell, motherfucker. Ding, ding, ding. I find it interesting, though, that Krelly's always already stated his intent to uh, go to Slammiversary in a couple of months. Yeah. I, why don't they just hire him? Just hire him and be over with it. I mean, seriously. Because it's getting to the point where he's gone to almost every single event they've got. And I, I want to bring this up. Chavo has just hit the uh, the triple suplex, almost everybody in the ring. Well, he never he never finished the triple, but... He, he hit the double uh, suplex, excuse me. He hit the double on, I think, every single one of the four. <laughs> and he's so yeah. good at that, too. He, he does it really, really well, Chavo. So, definitely, I mean... You know, the, the three amigos, as they're called, that's, even though we only yeah. got two, I guess it's the dos amigos, but. Yeah, uh, L-Train has a line of the night so far. If Crelly jumps into the ring, Magnus will be begging security. Oh, please let me go take care, take him out of the ring, please. Do you think, you know how they have weapons on the roof of the cage for lethal Krelly lockdown? Do you think Crelly will just be tied and gagged like to the top of him and Magnus <laughs> is like, I'm using that one. <laughs> oh look, the weapon is already disintegrated. Who knew? <laughs> pretty, pretty good, pretty good uh, action in this match so far. Uh, there as- is. We need to get back to the match. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll save talking from Crelly, and when they go back to the commentary position, and he puts up his uh, hashtag sign. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll Crelly will probably come up a few more times tonight. So he definitely will. That was a very nice move by Christopher Daniels. It was—I uh, thought he was going for the test of strength, uh, 
but he went for the knee to the face as he was holding the uh, as he was holding Chavo and Earl Hebner not in position dealing with Austin Aries while because uh, Daniels went for the pinfall. Well, Daniels was too busy being an asshole and showing off and bragging, so I think the ref was like, "All right, let me just turn around, let him do his thing." Yeah, <laughs> he was he was seeing. Oh, Daniels is doing a Hunter Hearst Helmsley impression. Screw it. He's like, I just saw this a couple of years ago in WWE. Why am I looking at it now? Oh, well. Let me talk to these guys. Oh, Hebner's like, I'm going to book this into a hog pen match. Man, Daniels is almost doing a good job of turning uh, Rude and Aries into faces here by taunting them as he gets pushed up. Uh, that was nice. Daniels gets pushed into, who was it? Is Who's in the ring? Robert Rude? Rude. Rude. Yes. Bobby Rude. And that, that counts as a tag. So he inadvertently tagged in Robert Root. I like that. That was pretty cool. Yes, I agree. Um, looking at four down right quick while they're going through the, the ring stuff. Uh, according to the league, Bobby Root and Austin Aries are the, the favorites to win by 72%. Uh, but there will be no interference, is what it says. Right. And apparently they believe that... Uh, Austin Aries will get the pinfall. Oh, dear. Holy shit. <laughs> just, just the way you said that, Bronx, that you were channeling your inner Englishman. Oh, dear. <laughs> I know. It's like I'm, I'm trying to talk and watch the, the, this action at the same time, which is turning into really uh, – it, it's like Hebner doesn't have control of this anymore. It's turning into like a clusterfuck, but it's a good match. When has he ever had control? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> He'll it's definitely dropped. It, it's definitely dropped. Uh, he's lost control completely of this match. Yeah. He'll sell you a t-shirt, by the way. Yeah, out of his <laughs> car, I think. Yeah, definitely. Genuine merchandise, you know. Only for two bucks. Because if you, if you if you pay any more, oh well. He gets fired. You know how people give up things for thirty days at Lent. Hebner's was giving up on refereeing well. Then again, that was Lent in 1987. Oh. Oh, ouch. <laughs> when did Earl take a shit in your Cheerios? I don't know. I'm just... Somebody's got to be a heel on here, and I just did it for no apparent reason. <laughs> going Perhaps it's the alcohol. I don't know. Don't worry, I'm not going to get blind drunk like Crelly previously had. Are what you? in the world? This is this almost looks like it's gone shoot. Uh, Chavo just completely starts kneeing uh, Austin in the face, and he's just punching him like crazy. Ooh, nice headbutt! That looked like Chavo kind of went shoot for a second on Austin Aries. Like, get let go of my foot! I am tired of you holding on to my foot. Yeah, definitely. It looked like. And now Rude in there with Chavo. And, yeah, it looked like th there was some legit pissed off there. Well, I mean, look, you can't do that, but I don't know. Ooh. Nice move there. Oh, he just slapped him in the face, too. Damn. He's like, give me my money, bitch. Ooh. Double clothesline in the middle of the ring. Both Bobby Rude and Chavo Guerrero are down in the middle of the ring. Four four men are currently waiting to get tagged in. 
So who will get tagged in? I love the fact that Daniels and Kaz are reaching out when they're clearly they're not going to be tagged in. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really seen much of Kaz in this match. Oh, we do have a tag. Aries is cleaning house. Yes, Aries taking out everybody. Ooh, nice. Yeah, and here Aries, comes Kaz. Oh. There you go. Oh. Look at this. We have, uh, we have both members of Bad Influence in there. And now we have, wow, Austin Aries and Bobby Roode working together. Oh, nice Ooh. roaring elbow. Nice roaring elbow from Austin Aries. Double crossbody from both Aries and Kazarian, and they're both down in the middle of the ring. As yeah, we see Chavo. Really good. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, this has really been a very good match, man. It really has. And we see a crossbody from the top rope onto both, from Chavo onto both of uh, Aries and Kazarian. And then we see Hernandez over the top rope onto Kazarian and Aries. And we just see Hernandez destroy everybody. You're building up to the end here. Am I the only... Go on, John. No, I was about to say, we're getting ready for the end here. Go ahead. Whoa, what elevation. Am I the only one who's shocked by how fucking agile a guy as big as Hernandez is? No. And honestly, no, because I look at Mike Austin, look at Bam Bam Bigelow. Those guys have were very agile in their time, and Mike Austin, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, was one of the most agile got big guys I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so, Hernandez is right up there, man, definitely. He, he really is, he really is. I'm now going to be going to my copy of WWE 13 and just turning uh, Big Show into Rey Mysterio, just giving him oh. the Wow. After seeing Hernandez. And... Come on. Oh, the pinfall. It's all Hebner again. <laughs> Hernandez had the pinfall, and something happened. I guess he was checking on Bobby Roode, and he didn't get to I the pinfall you. in time. This has to be a this has to be a work. Earl isn't this bad. Come on. <laughs> I mean, shit. Does he go to my eye doctor? God damn. I mean, motherfucker, you missed like ten pinfalls tonight, and it looks like now the legal man in the ring is Christopher Daniels, who just got I think everybody's Daniels. legal. Yeah, I think the the legal man thing we can just throw up. They must be using lucha rules. As soon as you roll out the ring, you get tagged out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh! God! A fucking... What was that? A flying DDT by Daniels? Oh, dropkick from Ares onto Kazarian into the spinebuster from Rude. Yeah, Kazarian, I apologize. My bad. Aries is going up to the top. What will we see here? We see Daniels pulling the leg out. Tagging oh, in himself. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry, guys. It's, it just This has turned into a total clusterfuck. This turned into the X Division match from the start. It's like so much is happening. Oh! And that then Hernandez goes from nowhere. Oh, shit. comes running down the ramp and does a over-the-top rope clothesline to both uh, Daniels and to Rude. Amazing job by Hernandez on that one. But gets and booted in the face. 
Yep, here uh, comes never, Ings. It's never good to try to jump to Hernandez because he's got the chance to catch you, which is what's happened. Oh, power down power bomb. Hernandez is on fire. Chavo's going for the. Oh, oh hold on. Shit. Hernandez acting like he got screwed out of his food stamps oh. this month. Uh oh. Kazarian just got pushed off the top. Yeah, that didn't look good. That. He took a bump. Yeah, he's down. He's not getting back up for a while. Oh, we're doing the old. I uh... know, oh, he grabbed him off. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I think he was trying to power slam him to the floor and it turned instead it turned to a hurricane runner over the ropes. Outside. Yeah, over the ropes to the out fucking side. Holy shit. Oh, Daniels almost fell from the top rope. And then he actually did fall. <laughs> and then he, he kind of pushed off, but he almost fell for real. Yeah. Looks Shout like going for the frog splash. Oh, and he gets tagged out by Rude in mid-flight. That was beautiful. But he is not the legal man. Okay, I got to applaud that. That was beautiful. One, two, three. Sorry for cutting you off there, but we do have a Yes. Bobby Rude gets the pinfall on Christopher Daniels to win the match. Well, what I was going to say for anyone who didn't get it, Chavo during the frog splash in mid-air, apparently... The tag ropes are a thing of the past. He got fucking tagged out in mid-air. That was, that was nice. I have to give whoever thought of that, that was very creative. Very well done. Definitely. I agree with you on that. I'm now 2-1, and one, but, or, yeah, 2-1. and one. Wait, 3-1? and one? I don't know. I lost count. Well, I'm Hold still up. perfect. Because You're I, perfect. I have won against me. Yeah. And I think uh, S only has one against him. If, yeah, if, we, if we're going him. by the picks for tonight, there's been five matches. Tony's five and zero, oh, and me and Sean are four and one. But on How four many, down, I believe we're all on four down scores. I believe we're all three and zero. Oh. No. Oh no, you're two and one. Yeah. Yeah, because two of those five matches did not count on four down. Yes. So yeah. Which is uh, excellent match. Definitely to comment further on this match. Brilliant. Uh, I like the rules. I, I enjoy that where anyone can be tagged in. Uh, all of these guys definitely kind of, you know, I, I always run through my head what's a match of the night. And at first I would have said the opening X Division match. But now upon seeing this, I think we have a new candidate. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. And um, I, I'm glad to see uh, these guys retain. I think you're going to see some big things between um, Robert Roode and Austin Aries, definitely. I agree completely. I do see a lot coming from both of them. Apparently, we're seeing a replay of the... Uh, oh, we're seeing the replay of the pin. Oh, uh, yeah, of the knockouts match from earlier on. And the slap to Terran Terrell. Well, like, from, the look, from the look of it, it was a two count. It was a two count. I'll straight up claim it. It was a two count. Her hand did not hit the mat for the third time. No, but uh, as in Velvet kicked out as well. Oh. Um, in yeah. time. All right, guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to take, while we're in between matches, our second commercial break. And uh, 
I think that's a good match to end on and, and take a breath as Taryn Terrell is being interviewed. And we'll be right back with more Sunday Night Showdown covering TNA's lockdown right here on the SNS Radio Network. Christopher Daniels and the gospel according to the fallen angels says that you are listening to the SNS radio network. JJ His charm is so contagious. Vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, you'd never get lost, and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him, the way lightning precedes thunder. He is the most interesting man in the world. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library, and it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, it is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you heard me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty. on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. 
when I want, okay, I, wa- I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she- I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Dream of Fatigue. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. Creek swimming, moonshine sipping, beer skinning, beer drinking, Johnny Cash listening! This is Cowboy James Storm, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. All right, everybody, welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown covering TNA's lockdown. And it looks like we're about to have Kurt Angle kill someone, which I predict is what's probably going to happen. But with that being said, please welcome my co-host back from the open book, the sensational sequel. And Ashley is my name, guys. Yes, we are definitely. I'm here. I don't know about Ashley. I could care less. Uh I, I am here. I was just uh, <laughs> interested by the fact that Kurt's got his Save Wrestling 2020 shirt on. Ashley, you can't let him abuse you like this. <laughs> hey, I've got a show of my own that I could abuse him on, but I don't choose to because I'm, I'm better than that. Oh. Oh, this abuse doesn't really... isn't needed, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As was... Oh, go ahead. No, go on, man. Well, one thing we might as well mention, just as we actually went to break, they cut to uh, Taryn Terrell backstage to try and explain what the hell happened in the uh, knockouts match. And then Gail Kim came in and catfight round two. And yeah, when, he, when he mentions, when he says catfight, it was a hard hit that Gail Kim did on Taryn. I mean, she went down, and then you just saw Gail Kim on top of her pounding away. Hold on. <laughs> Gail Kim went down on Terran, and they really? were pounding away. I am leaving that there, people. L Train, oh. you have your quote for the open book next week. See, God damn it! See, that's what happens when you go and take a piss during commercial break. I had to miss that, and now I got to catch a replay. Really? I... Oh, fuck y'all. <laughs> Oh, all that right. is uh, almost brass eye. It completely gives me so many problems every week on Open Book. <laughs> right, everybody, do you, take, to, do you still want a producer short? Everybody, take a breath about Gail Kim and Taryn Terrell going down on each other. Just take a breath, breathe. <laughs> Everything's good. We can go hey, on. Chill, with the show. Hey, chill, both. Early day. <laughs> oh, D-Lo. Yeah, D'Lo Brown, the VP of Aces and Eights. 
Yeah, now Devon's just nothing. <laughs> uh, last month, Devon's been nothing for about five years. What has what changed? Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was. It was like Devon was the leader, and then all of a sudden Taz was the leader, and now now Delo's the leader. Well, it could have been affirmative action. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now here comes my favorite part, cage match time. Where are the aces and eights going to enter from? Uh, probably f- they're from- going to come from Sting's zipline from the roof. Uh, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. I'd have them ride their fucking motorcycles out. That would be cool. I mean, they're always showing them like in the pre-show. We saw them at the beginning of the pay-per-view. You know, the whole thing with the- they're a motorcycle gang. Why not have them ride them to the fucking ring? No, what he, they need to do is have them come from behind the announcers. Just have them knock over every single person that's behind the announcers. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it. Just go ahead. Just go ahead, Wes. Just go through the crowd, knock everybody over. You know, if there were no chance of interference, Wes, man, angle in a cage, really? Is that what you want? I mean, it's like, a, yeah, he's got a whole group backing him, but still. Kurt Angle in a steel cage. Listen to those words one more time. That's not a match that I would want. I mean, I, I don't know. I <laughs> I got a feeling maybe Aces and Eights will get involved towards the end, but for a decent part of this match, Wes is going to get fucked up. I don't even remember what my pick was. I'm going to take a look at what my pick was. Actually, I've just realized I would love it for somebody here on the network who's going to a live uh, Raw, SmackDown, or pay-per-view over the next 12 months or whatever just to take a sign, that's, depending what company it is, saying WWE slash TNA, delete as applicable. Thea's Crowley. And that shit will be confiscated before they... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I've seen signs like that before. WWE fears whoever, and they don't really pay attention to it. I mean, they probably ask, like, who's that? And then if you just say, oh, it's the guy I, I know back at home, then they'll probably, oh, no, oh, well. Yeah, true. So The thing is, if TNA used it, they'd use it as an angle. So right now, we're taking bets. Kurt Angle hits the, Kurt Angle goes for the moonsault on the top. Does he hit it or does he miss it? Well, I, was, I thought you were going to say, is he going to try it? You know he's going to do it. You know he's going to do it. All right. So assuming he does do it, I'll take the bet. He hits it. Okay. Ashley? Uh, My bet's actually looking at the back of his T-shirt because it says, I bleed wrestling. I think two-thirds of that is going to happen. That's not the answer to the question. (laughs) Answer the question. If, If he goes for it, does he hit it or does he miss it? Um, I don't think with Briscoe and the way he's apparently been training him, aside from the Assassin's and Eight stuff, I think he might be able to get to a point where he actually could hit it for a change. Okay. And, of course, I think he misses it. Completely misses it. Wow. Okay. Which, which, which basically means Wes Briscoe moves. So. Yeah. I don't know. He'll uh, probably hit it. I, I expect him to go for it, no matter what. It's Kurt Angle. It's a steel cage. It's going to happen. 
It's like Jeff Hardy on the ladder. He's going to climb it or he's going to jump over it. One of the two is going to happen here. So. You know, I got to say, up to about a year and a half ago, Kurt wasn't looking too healthy. I mean, I know we commented on on the network. He lost a lot of weight. But I got to say, man, Kurt looks great. He, he looks to be in really good shape, man. A lot better than he looked like a year, a year and a half ago. I agree. He he dropped a lot of weight for, to try out for the Olympics. I I know it's sad to say this, but I think he stopped doing the roids, uh, stopped doing everything that pretty much um, doing all the stuff hey, that he was doing for wrestling. And then it might be DDP yoga. Yeah, now, might, uh, yes. Now, yes, he may be doing that. Um, but back in the day, he stopped doing everything pretty much to make weight for wrestling, for the wrestling for the Olympics. So, Yeah, and I mean, definitely when Kurt's in the ring, I don't want to take away from the match, but, you know, you have to bring up this whole thought of in um, oy, 2020, they're going to eliminate amateur wrestling from the Olympics. And Kurt Angle's been very vocal in his... Well, a lot of people have. Oh yeah, that, me too. Definitely, you know. But. Um, in all honesty, there, it's going to be placed on the, uh, on the voting to be seen if it if it will be, taken out or taken back in. So I mean, it's one of those things where we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that uh, could be added in, and there's a lot of stuff that could be taken off. So, well, there's one thing that actually. Was was one of the stories actually on the British news over here? Apparently, one of the amateur coaches for I think the Uzbekistan team is on hunger strike until the European Championships, which I think are in two weeks. And this was a story from about uh, ten days ago. So basically, for three and a half, four weeks, he's going on hunger strike thanks to the Olympics deciding to put it up on the to be considered list. I mean, kudos to him to have the balls to do that. I mean, I can't think of any cause that, look, I'll do a lot of things for a cause. Not eating ain't one, isn't one of them. <laughs> I was, that was going to come up. Like, yeah, I, I got to eat, so no. Well, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be squashed. I mean, there's been so much negativity. Far more. Ooh, Kurt Angle just got dropped on his fucking face, basically, by Wes Briscoe. You know, I think it's going to be something that's going to fade out. There's too much negativity, and the Olympic Committee would be stupid to ignore that. Well, they had a point when they were going over it. They had a point. Uh, one of the big things they actually talked about was the fact that the uh, the group, the governing body of wrestling, their, their drug testing is just not where it needs to be. You, they don't get tested like they should. Like, the fighters for MMA might get tested. They don't get tested like that. Wow. So some people may be coming in that are that are high, are on the roids, stuff like that, and there's not it's, – it's corrupt. So it could be one of those things. They get tested for the Olympics, but I think outside of Olympic competition, it is nowhere near as big as certainly athletics or um, – Arguably stuff like football, certainly weightlifting, stuff like that. It's not as vigorously uh, done. Well, I mean, yeah. in pro wrestling in general, I don't think it's as vigorous as it should be. I mean, WWE has their wellness policy. I believe TNA, 
they say they test. I don't. I don't know that there's testing going. There's on. a sort of wellness policy, right? But it's always it's been like that. a policy, but it's not wellness. <laughs> well, and don't cut wrestling. Just fucking tighten. You know, tighten the rules up if that's what you have to do. As Kurt Angle gets booted to the head, and Kurt Angle nails a suplex. Um, Billy, this- Billy. Yeah. Um we may want to go ahead and do our uh, quick fix for the match. All right, and, I'll, I'll okay. go first on this one. Uh, I'm going to say Kurt Angle, but I did pick interference. Kurt Angle's going to go over, but there's still going to be interference. I I said the same thing, actually. Kurt Angle, pinfall submission, there will be interference. Okay. Briscoe with thanks to Dealer. Mm. So... Because in the in the other match, which I, I just see the faces going over because they seem in a lot more um, turmoil when Angle is. Angle's just like, I'm, you know, Iron Sheik, I beat the fuck out of you. You know, something I got to point out about Kurt Angle, I don't think I've ever brought up, as we see him suplex Briscoe into the next fucking dimension. Angle suplexes are probably the most violent and savage-looking suplexes in wrestling. I think the way I the way I've been watching him do them, I believe he doesn't. He goes, "Uh oh, oh no, up. he's called. Oh, he turned around. Never mind." Um, <laughs> Sean was just thinking it's happening early. Yeah, it was like this is really early for this. Um, Angle, I. Don't think he he went for a splash. He went for a type of frog splash. But the way I see Angle doing his uh, German suplexes, I believe that he's using more strength than their help to do that stuff. And if that's the case, then yeah, they're going to be more violent looking. They're going to be very, very hard looking. But I think if he was to more so use their use their help with it, it might be a little bit easier. Might look a little bit better. But I think he wants to. He wants them to look really, really violent, really hard-hitting, really like they're going to break somebody's neck. Yeah, and I'm surprised no one has utilized the cage yet um, as far as getting color or getting banged against a cage. You know, the part of that cage that scares the shit out of me isn't so much like the fence part of it. It's those big metal, like right there you see it, the struts in the front. You get hit against that. (laughs) <laughs> there's no give to that at all. The fence gives a little bit. Those struts do not. So what scares me is when they open the door up and people throw the door against somebody's face, the edge of the door, the, the basically what's holding everything in the fencing, all that, that's what scares me because it's all metal bars. So what happens when that hits somebody's face? That's going to hurt. That's going to cause blood. So... Briscoe trying to get out, but no. Kurt Angle brings him right back in. Why is there nobody on the door? Uh, there, was. there was. There wasn't because Brian Hebner shut it. I'm not sure then. I thought somebody else opened it. Well, the door was open, so someone had to fucking open it unless he did it himself. The camera zoomed in on... Um... It's Crowley. I was just thinking the camera was trying to do a blading job. (laughs) It's Crowley. They said, look, just, you know, sneak in and open the door and shut it when we tell you to. Okay. (laughs) Up, up. 
We see West Bristol going up to the top. He is at the top, and he is holding on, but Kurt Angle is there and catches him in time. Wow, Kurt Angle got up there pretty fucking quick. Of course he did. We see them fighting the back and forth. Pebbles. Uh, on the top rope. On the top rope. As they're fighting back and forth, West Briscoe hitting a few of uh, closed hand punches. And Kurt Angle is now using West Briscoe as a lawn dart to a, to a certain expense. Oh, oh yes. This is what I was waiting on. German suplex yeah. from the top rope. Jesus Christ. Whoa. German suplex from the top rope by Kurt Angle. Unreal. And and they, the, that crowd shot was cool. Like, oh, not talking shit. from a turnbuckle either. We're talking right in the middle of the ropes. Where it's bending, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a very good German suplex. Both men did a great job in protecting the other, other one. Very slow at getting up from both of them. Kurt Angle's up first. Wes Briscoe is trying to get up. You know, Wes has a big opportunity here tonight, even if he loses, to kind of silence the haters. A lot of people. Oh, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but we just saw Brian Hebner get hit hard by a clothesline from Kurt Angle as he, as Wes Briscoe moved, and Hebner is down. Hebner is down. Yeah, that might have been that might have been a shoot. Kurt Angle with the grapevine ankle lock and Wes Briscoe taps out, but there is no referee. I just saw patching. I, I don't know if it's just me. I saw patching that looks to have been like possibly the uh, – is he pointing? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. So he the reason why up. the referee didn't see it is because he didn't tap like Sammy Davis Jr. He did it like Michael Bublé or something. Wah, wah, yeah. Wah, oh, okay. Angle wins. What? But referee's not there. Referee can't. And look who look who hits him. It's Doc, is it? Devon. Yeah. No, the match is not over. Kurt Angle did escape the cage, but the referee did not see it. It's D-Lo. It is D-Lo. He's bad. There you go. D-Lo Brown. There it is. He hit him so hard, though, that the door actually swung in. It did. (laughs) It went inside. So we have have the ending of the match. Wes Briscoe escapes the cage with the help of D-Lo Brown. Uh... Am I alone in saying that that basically fucking sucked? What I mean, expect? Other, look, other than not the in-ring stuff, but the ending. I mean, this match, I mean, wow. I was expecting a lot more from this match than what I saw. I was expecting color. I was expecting the cage to be utilized. I was expecting, here you go again, TNA. You are making the quality of your pay-per-view suffer for this stupid fucking angle that I'm fucking tired of. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I don't mean to stop you. I, I want you to get in good rant, but I'm a Kanye for a second. But they have two other matches that are possibly going to use the cage to their full extent. You have you have a lethal lockdown, which is about to take place probably. It's going to involve eight people. What happens if during the match either West Briscoe or Kurt Angle destroys the side of a cage. What are they going to they, they, they can't replace it that quick. So they're going to have to do something 
So instead of having them use the cage a lot, they're going to use it a little bit, but they're going to use it very little, and they're still going to get the point over that Aces and Aces is there. You had a pay-per-view where every match was in the fucking cage. It never got destroyed. If it's built right, it won't get fucking destroyed. You're talking about Kurt Angle, who was one of the best ever in the fucking cage. You're talking about, all right, Wes Briscoe, I don't know. But again, you sacrificed what should have been a longer, better match to fucking continue this ridiculous, stupid fucking angle with not one person in this group that I give a fuck about. And I'm pissed off. I wanted to see more of that match. I wanted to see more, Kurt. Fuck this. Fuck. Just so we can get fucking D'Lo over? Fuck D'Lo. And fuck <laughs> this group. And the views of the Bronx Father are not the views of those of the Open Book or the SNS Radio Network. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> what I was going to say is, if you look at it on paper, there's only really two cage matches. Because the lethal lockdown, as soon as the roof gets on, you can't really... It's not a match in which you can escape, is it? So but out it's of the two matches match. you've got left, they've already pretty much stressed that the bully hardy one is going to be whoever... You know, I don't want to win by escaping. I want to win by pinfall or submission to see who is definitively the better man so in that essence you knew there was going to be a cage escape so why the hell i chose for it to be a pinfall on four down i don't know i should have worked that out <laughs> and not only that i mean west briscoe goes over kurt angle really what's the need to push someone who's not going anywhere i mean you could push this guy off of a cliff and he'd fucking float Really? I think if we look in the thesaurus, that goes under the uh, same as Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Well, no. See, the difference between Dolph Ziggler and Wes Briscoe, although he started to show me something until the match ended abruptly, is Dolph Ziggler has talent. <laughs> yeah. As we see Sting getting hit in the face with a beer by a face, uh, uh, excuse me, by a plant in the audience. I'm flustered. Yeah, you I are. seriously don't know how that beer managed to uh, make Sting bleed. I'm guessing that must have been a blading job. Yeah, probably. Unless there's razor blades in the beer, in which case, why would you be drinking that? He might not have been drinking. He might have been holding it, waiting. You never know. It's TNA. What can we say? Probably better not drink it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like this is all aces and eights heavy. Again, we're having another match that involves these guys. You know, man, like, <laughs> it, it's over, man. The angle is over. Dissolve. Before we do anything, picks on who do you think is going to be out first for both teams? Oh, Sting for the face team. Um, and... D-Lo. Uh, Doc. Really? Okay. I think it could be Anderson and Joe. Anderson, or Doc's the other one that stands out. It's Anderson. Wow. Anderson's out for Aces and Eights. I cannot... He looks horrible with a shaved head like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to the WWE Anderson slash Kennedy. He just... To me, looks strange. Yeah. 
That is one sad thing, though, about uh, Anderson coming in that way. He doesn't have his microphone anymore. True. It would have been hilarious if he got to the cage, stopped, looked up, and the mic came down. But smacked him in the face. You know, you know it almost seems to me they're having these matches back-to-back, first of all. And the shortness of the last match almost makes me think we're just too lazy to lift and lower the cage. <laughs> I mean, well, remember, it's been put together. Yeah. It's, it not, ho- it's not been hovering above the ring. They had to put it up old school style. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much more does it cause Dixie Carter to have the fucking WWE set up? Yeah, but Are you kidding me? It's, it's the money money behind that. Uh, everything is pretty hardcore with that. And we It's have, Crelly's favorite wrestler. We have Magnus. Yeah. Magnus, Magnus, Magnus is going to be leading out. That's an interesting move. Oh, crap. I got to update Headlock's headlines. Sean is doing like 20 fucking things at once. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm doing the Headlocks the Headlines uh, TNA pay-per-view uh, results at the same time. So I'm having to remember that. I'm reading. I'm dealing with uh, something at my second job. I'm dealing with this. It's a great night for me. Hey, you know, Sean earning that paycheck. To, oh, wait. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wondering if the swerve is going to be every single person in the ring at the end is Aces and Eights. Just completely screw over the fans that way. No. Oh, no. That's not. <laughs> if that's the case, I will hang up. I will leave the broadcast. Yeah. I mean, and Russo comes back on and tries to explain why. <laughs> See, it makes sense for everyone to be in aces and it. Get the fuck out. I'm sorry. I don't know how we can. <laughs> no, we don't want another NWO. We're already getting it in bloody Ring of Honor, possibly. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm not paying attention. Um, well, we got our first two out. Who's the possibility of the second two? Who do we see? Wow. Hmm. I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm drawing a blank. I think possibly Knox. They're going to want somebody big. And I think they're going to save Doc till later on. Yeah. Now, is D'Lo even in this match? No. No, it's Yvonne, Garrett Bischoff, Anderson, Doc, and Mike Knox. Right, and they have the one-man advantage because the uh, faces did not go over on the best two out of three last Thursday. It's, so, it's not, Well, it's not the one-man advantage. They, the, they get their guy in first on the five-on-five. Five. That's how it goes. See, now I remember them saying it. Then TNA didn't explain this correctly because they said there was a one-man advantage. It's because that's the next person who comes out. Is the one man will be two on one, three on two, four on three, and five on four. Yeah, uh, I see. That's the one man advantage type deal. Which means when Sting comes out last, he just smashes everybody with a baseball bat. Pretty much, and then he'll stand there and pull and holler for the cage to come down at the top of the, the top of the cage. So I mean, that's how that'll go. Yeah, Sting will probably be your last. I mean that that would your last face coming out that would make sense. That would definitely make sense. You know, it's just I, I'm hoping that you know this angle goes somewhere huge tonight. If it doesn't, I, I'm like I've been done with it. I'm just done. <laughs> well, 
I mean, all the rumors have been that we're going to see the final. We're going to see the president tonight of Aces and Aces. What's yes, what would make go. it big enough? Here comes the next member of Aces and Eights. Who will we see? Da 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 da. Is Mike Knox with yep, his called it with his beard? Yeah, Ashley got Not it. a shade on Brian. Yeah, he did say Mike Knox. You you called it, bro. But yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. The president. Oh man. It's a toss-up with me between the only two guys I think who it could work. Sting, well, three. Sting, Bully Ray, which is ridiculously obvious, or you finally just pull it out and say, oh, did I just say pull it out? You finally just reveal that it's fucking Jeff Jarrett, and that's it. You know, it would make so much sense. Well, But well, would that make you be like, okay, TNA, you pulled me back in. I, I'm all about this now. Would that make you pull that? Would that pull you back in? I mean, depending on the promo that Jarrett would cut Thursday, that's where I'd leave it. It, it, it would make so much sense. I wouldn't say it would pull me back in, but like if they have no reveal of the president tonight, then I just don't give a fuck anymore. If it did turn out it was Jeff Jarrett and he comes out Thursday and cuts a fucking spectacular heel promo on why he's doing this, that would pull me back in. Anything short of that, I don't give a fuck. Well, you see, I do think it's Jarrett, but I think they're going to wait. Because what happens at Slammiversary now, after last year, the TNA Hall of Fame? True. They announce Jarrett as the inductee, then Jarrett gets inducted in, and then the next night on Slammiversary, he's revealed to be the president, and then it gets killed off, probably, at Bound for Glory. Okay, next out will be Samoa Joe, I think. That's an interesting scenario, because what you're doing there is you're putting this guy in the Hall of Fame first. <laughs> what Yay, you? I'm 4 for 4. No, no. You saw it before we did. Don't even try. No, that. I didn't. My my screen. I will say this, and I'm te- god all, god honest truth. My cl- t- clock had about four seconds when I said Samoa Joe. What the hell is going on right now on my computer? Wow. Okay, then who's next for t- uh, Aces and Eights, Ashley? Um, you go for the insignificant guys. So it'll be Garrett Bischoff followed by Eric Young. Probably. It'll either be them as number three or them as number four. That's what I'm trying to get work out now. I've got like a minute and 40 seconds to go. So so since we're four men in, let's go ahead and do quick fix. Or do you want to just stick with that till the till we get all, ten, all eight men? No, nah, let's do quick fix now. Um, yeah, my I phone would, just went off. Sorry. I would say that my pick was that aces and eights goes over. And the reason I say that is because that's the only way you continue with this, that you keep the group going. If they lose tonight, who cares what they have to say come Thursday? So I think that the heels definitely have to go over in this match. Ashley? Uh, I think it will be Team TNA that goes over because it's always, it's always been the, trying to plant the seeds of, oh, you can't trust each other. You're a team in turmoil and everything. How the hell are you going to beat us? And then from out of nowhere, they beat them. But 
Aces and Eights still have the one-upsmanship because it's still the whole idea of... Because the fact is they did a run in on Bobby Ray and Hardy for no reason. So who did you say was coming out next? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Garrett Bischoff. Guy. Okay. Garrett Bischoff. Just want to make sure. Hold on. I'll give my pick in a second. Oh, my Lord. Really? <laughs> Holy shit. I think he's got a line. I think he has a line. I think and, Crelly is backstage giving him information. And he picked... Crelly is not on, fa- not on Facebook. He's the, the, the internet in there is crap. So. Doesn't and, matter. You got phone numbers? And Ashley picked EY next. So let's see. If EY comes out, I'm out. I'm hanging up. You guys can finish. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, I have, actually, let me take this back. I have Team CZW winning. Oh, wait. What? Wrong company. Um, okay. sorry, I just re, re, threw it back to the cage of death between Team CZW and Team Ring of Honor. Sorry. Um, I That's have a pick for CZW from five years ago, at least. <laughs> that was a great match, by the way. Don't even, let's not go nowhere. Um. I do pick Aces and Eights to win this. Uh, I do see something. I see somebody turning on the team TNA tonight. I and then something else happens possibly for the uh, world title. If no one turns tonight, then Bully Ray turns at the end. So what I if don't it's know. Brian Hebner? I quit. <laughs> wow. I will, Brian Hebner. They got a heel referee. Nick Patrick is alive and well, and his name is Ohebner. I'm telling you right now, if if that happens, you do not get to finish the show. I will not end the show with Satan on the fucking line. Ref <laughs> <laughs> turns because and it's like you notice how he's been the dark horse. Sean and I have basically agreed on every pick. You've been the dark horse for almost every match. Thirteen, twelve, eleven, ten. The match has been good so far. I mean, it's been a good multi-man match. John Cena comes out as number 30. Oh, wait, wrong pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two Kevin Nash makes his return. Who's next? Oh, my Lord, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> it's oh Eric Young, who apparently, during his fishing expeditions, could not procure a razor. I'm just using my Ouija board now, and it's saying to me, get the fuck off a lie. <laughs> Listen, you need to get on Skype and private message me some lottery numbers for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. No kidding. Definitely right there with you. What, what the problem is, is when, I the, when I do the lottery, it's always the numbers that come out one to the either side of it. Sod's law. What is this shit with beards in wrestling now? These hideous fucking unshaven beards? I like the beards in wrestling. What if Barack Obama had a beard? Don't no no, don't even start. Don't even start. What if um, Margaret Thatcher had a beard? Well, if he had a beard, he'd look like he did ten years ago before he ran for president. But uh, <laughs> I actually like the beards in, in the wrestling right now because it's showing a different style of the guys coming in. I mean, we've got the younger guys having the beards instead of the older guys having beards themselves. So. It's all about facial hair. Well, I mean, I got to go to too. As well. Look at Joey Ryan. Yeah, true. But, I mean, it's like you look at, in TNA, you look at Morgan, you look at EY, then you go to the WWE and you look at fucking, you know. Um, Brian. Yeah, definitely Daniel Bryan. Brian. 
Punk, oh. Undertaker, yeah. Triple H. Yeah. It's all about. Okay. Uh, Triple At H one time, it was now. just heels that had beards. Now you got the faces with beards, too. It's crazy. Yeah. So who's coming out next? Um, hang on. Who's left? Um, oh, what's it? Not Sting. The other one. <laughs> Doc? No. For the f- oh yeah for the fa- for the heels it'll be um, dark yeah oh no it's Devon oh Ashley's wrong uh oh <laughs> you see I'm not perfect but I I kind of should uh, see you called me into that by saying dark because yeah, I, I said that I said the impact guy would be right at the end and that'd be dark but yeah I'll take that as a wrong pick <laughs> oh wait he's look he's got the TNA he's got the TNA um. TV title. title. Let's see if that's defended. Oh, no. Uh, no. The last time that title was fucking defended was, what, Christmas? I don't even fucking know. (laughs) I mean, really. D-Lo is actually uh, controlling traffic there. He just told uh, whoever the other... I was at. That's not Gary. Who's in the other corner? Mike Knox. He just told Mike Knox to get on uh, and start hurting... Whoever that is, Eric Young with a nice flying forearm. That was great. Who's the, who's yeah, left for the faces? I closed. Oh, um, here we go. Let me bring up Sting the, and a person. Sting and James Storm. So Storm is out next. Oh shit! I, I have not think. I I, I don't think it will be. See, they might swerve us though because. Storm is basically as big in that company as Sting. So you might you might have Sting first and Storm last, but I'm still going to go with Storm as next. Well, if you look at it, it's always been the pairings. The, you know, you got the first guy who's kind of the same kind of stature. Samoa Joe and Knox are both big guys. Right. Third, you've got the insignificant ones <laughs> in Young and Bischoff. Then fourth, you could have, by the looks of it, the leaders... Sting and Devon. Who's next, Ashley? Honestly, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say Storm. It'll be Sting. All right, so we both have Storm. Yep, it's Storm. No, it's Storm. Okay. So now we know we have who's left: Doc and Sting. Doc yep. and Sting last. That's it. So it makes sense for Sting to be. Doc comes last. out next, and Sting comes out last. I win. Well, you know what this almost says about Devon is like, wah, 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 because it, it, it like tells me that Doc is more important in this group than Devon is. No, no, it does uh-huh. not, because basically this basically says, you know, Doc is the power man. Doc is the one guy who will come out and be that bodyguard. You know what, fuck you, Razzai. Fuck you, man. I got you. No, I got what you're saying, but man... I'm just, you know, I, I I picked aces and eights, but this is probably the hardest match to pick on who goes over. And I think it all depends on what they want to do in the future. That's going to determine who goes over here. I'm trying to work out which of the crazy fuckers is going to go on the roof and try and do jump off the top. Well, it won't be Sting. Uh, <laughs> Eric Young and Garrett Bischoff, possibly? Yeah, the two young guys. Well, EY's not that young, but I mean, he's definitely still the most agile, probably. So, yeah, I could see that. 
Look at Samoa Joe just leveling on Mike Knox. Just the punches. I gotta say, for a multi-man match, that's just absolute chaos. This is a good match. They're doing exactly what they need to be doing. They're completely just decimating each other as it comes down, and they're helping each other out as as partners. Yeah, and we're, we're not really calling this match that much because it's very hard to call. I mean, it's definitely, there's just, it's like one heel and one face have decided to, you know, face off, and that's what we're getting. It's and almost here comes Doc. It's like the equivalent of having, um, you know, 10 or 11 people in a Royal Rumble match and having to keep track of who gets eliminated while people keep coming in. Yeah, and usually I try to keep up. Uh, this year I did a pretty good job of keeping up with the eliminations. I did miss two or three, but it helps to have those other websites who are going to be there to catch that information for me. But here we get to tell you everything going on. And Doc just comes in and starts decimating everybody, punches to the faces, punches. Eric Young just got knocked twice, and that was like a hard hit. And this is what you should do. You have Doc run Rampage for the next few minutes, and then Sting comes out, and Sting goes apeshit nuts and starts taking out everyone. It's classic. It works. And then we got weapons. Lots and lots of weapons. Yeah, definitely. This match is far from over. You know, this is almost how I would have ended this feud. You know, does that make sense? I, it's like I'm enjoying the match thoroughly, but it's like this should have been the culmination. Like whoever wins this match gets control of the company or some shit like that because it is very entertaining. And, I mean, how do you top this? What's the ultimate battle between TNA and Aces? Um. Yeah, that's actually a good question. Unless the president is someone big that can wrestle... Yeah, um, if it oh, actually if it is Jeff Jarrett, if Jeff Jarrett is the president, like Ashley was saying earlier, with last year being uh, thing going in, that could be the reason why Jeff Jarrett comes back and creates the supergroup. I'm just worried that JJ's Nostradamus stuff rubbed off on me though for most of the picks on this match tonight. Is so that here comes Sting. Except it isn't Sting because he's been attacked by D'Lo. Oh, no, he's here. Oh, and he thinks he's Mick Foley because he's bringing trash cans of weapons to the ring. It's New Jack. It's <laughs> New Jack. Hey. Wait. <laughs> is, there no, is there no ceiling then? No, he's oh. just bringing in the weapons, and I guess there's no weapons on the ceiling. That is stupid. Or there the are, ref is but counting. he's just bringing spare the weapons. The ref is counting. The ref just counted the participants in the match. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you fucking Is there serious? ten people inside? Can he I signal to bring down the roof, please? Thank you. I done learned to count to eight. One, two, three, four. Well, if he counted to eight, that's too, too few. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sting got the trash cans full of weapons a la ECW. Now, I, I I cannot I don't agree with that. They should have had the, the, the ceiling with weapons on. That is stupid. That is very stupid on TNA's part. Yeah, Sting the delivery guy and Samoa Joe hitting people with those. Man, I hate those gimmick trash cans. They look so. This is in any company. You could tell they're not. Can you imagine using the real fucking metal trash cans? They made a tin foil. Yeah, exactly. 
Reinforced tinfoil. I mean, who has a silver trash can? Well, I do. You do? Yeah, just because you painted it, you bastard. No, no, it's it's not silver, but I mean, it's a shiny metal. No, you painted it so if someone goes on your property, you can bust them over the head with it and have an excuse. It's a gimmick. No. I've just no. I've just got those wheelie bins. Not like the wheelie bins, like the industrial ones that you saw Terry Funk and Cactus Jack got pushed off off the raw stage. Well, I, I live those wheelie bins. I live in an apartment, and my garbage chute says, like, don't throw glass, plastic, this. <clears throat> yeah, right, okay. Can you throw the cat down there? I mean, I throw nuclear waste down that motherfucker. I don't care. <laughs> Let the super deal with it. Imagine I get a call from my landlord tomorrow. I was listening to this show called Sunday Night Showdown and heard you say you throw... <laughs> Holy on. shit. D- looks like Devon's in some discomfort. I've just missed something. What, uh, Garrett Bischoff was in discomfort with Sting basically pushing the baseball bat up the uh, middle region. I've just noticed something. What? Where's the roof? Oh, I see. No, it's pretty much as you called it, Sean. Sting is calling for the roof to come down, I think. I don't know. Man, I'm blind. Well, they've completely forgotten there's a roof. How do I mix up Garrett Bischoff, who was a very white man, with Yvonne, <laughs> who was a very black man? How do I do that? Because uh, you don't see enough of them on TNA television? All right. That's way I, I see you tried. I gave you dead air for a second to think up a good excuse. And- I got I to put the other headset on for a second. Hold on. I didn't want to make a black and white minstrel joke. Right. And while Sean switches headsets, we continue with this pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wondering, where's the roof? I, That's I what I put the other headset on for to see what they were doing, but I don't – they're not saying anything about the roof. I mean, Jesus Christ, this is like my building during Sandy. There's no fucking roof. (laughs) 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 Oh, my. What? I mean, where's – look, maybe someone couldn't afford it. I mean, what – well, it's no, I mean mess. the guys in chat. The guys in chat are basically saying that they're they're not in the center of the arena, so they can't really do the lowering of the roof. It's wrong because they can. Um, if they have the struts made up to go across where they're supposed to be, like for the lighting, that's where you put the roof. You put it on the lighting, not on the center of the roof. There's they make the struts up and hang them from the roof itself. So if they're not in the middle of the arena, oh well, you get the struts above. Oh, oh. Eric Young almost hit Sting right there. I mean, don't get me wrong; we're not trying to detract. It's still a brilliant match, but I mean, it's like they've changed the rules. Like Sean said, no weapons from the ceiling. You know, Sting supplied the weapons, who his own team's getting fucked up with, and that, there's no roof. I mean, that's what made the lethal lockdown so interesting. Because yeah, you knew there'd be spots from the roof, and now it's just apparently okay. apparently if, there is a ban on aerial stuff from a cage. I'm making an on-air note to Brass Eye right now. If the roof doesn't show up, this isn't definitively song of the night. But if the, the roof fire. doesn't show up, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire, song of the night. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it'd be better if the roof, the roof, the roof's not there, but we don't have that. So that's going to have to be song of the night. It looks like we're not getting a roof. It's over. <laughs> so let's just go on with the match as, you know, everyone's just, it's a clusterfuck. Everyone's hitting everyone with weapons. That's your call. Storm just did a simultaneous trash can slam as uh, Doc just choke slammed EY. Oh, Garrett Bischoff getting looked down. Oh, where's he going? Garrett Bischoff climbing to the top of the cage while James Storm and Magnus are in. Up oh, here we go. Well, you can't. Here we go. You can't win this match by escaping, right? So what the oh, fuck? Oh, oh, but this is the oh, Tower God. of Doom. This is the Tower of Doom. They're going for it. By the looks of it, we're going for a five-man six. We're going for a six-person Tower of Doom. Here oh, we go. Garrett oh. Bischoff is getting... We are oh. going for a six-person. And that oh, is what you call... God. Holy shit. And immediately, Joe puts on STF. Yep. Or something like an SDF, certainly. I'll put it to you. I'll put it to you. I'll put it to you this way. And I'll, ooh, I'll be a mark right here. I forgive the roof after that. <laughs> that <laughs> That's was the purpose. Sick. That's the purpose of why there was no roof. So they could do tower, super, super tower of doom. Goddamn, Mike Knox wielding a chip. Oh, here he goes. Gonna oh. make the save. Scorpion death drop by Sting. Sting oh, is he going to stay to Young? Young's going to go fro flat, froggy, or Young's going to go from the top rope. of the ropes? Yeah, he's telling he's telling Young to go to the top of the cage. Uh oh, and Ewan's uh, like, uh, really? <laughs> Eric Young's like, yeah, what? Uh, I'm not Eric sure Young's about like, ODB needs me afterwards. You know, I need. To <laughs> I don't want to be banged up too hard. This this could be why Kurt Angle didn't do it. Oh, big elbow from the top. Macho oh, man elbow. Shit. Style. Oh, yeah, dig it. And Eric Young gets the win for wow. Team TNA. And fuck me. Ashley's right. Sean and I are wrong. Team TNA goes over. Apparently, no reveal in this match, which might mean that we get the reveal in the main event. But remember, they've always been teasing about AJ, haven't they? And that AJ's turning up on Thursday to Impact. Right. But I will say, I mean, yeah, I'm a little disappointed, no roof, but it was still a, a good match. Action packed, weapons utilized, no color yet in this pay per view. Interestingly, interestingly enough, guys. Maybe they're not allowed to. Uh, no, it's not WWE. No, no maybe no, think the about Alan it. is not allowed. TLC 2011, was it? When Christian got split open in San Antonio, they quickly had to basically mop him up. Yes. So if you're in San Antonio, I'm guessing it's Texas law saying you can't go... All right, so, you, so you let me... can't do hep C. So wait, <laughs> let me get this straight. All I need is my name written on a piece of paper and I can get a gun in Texas, but I can't get color? Really? Seems like it. Really? The state that has fried more motherfuckers than McDonald's <laughs> and you can't get color. 
away. Well, it may not be that. The athletic commission. Boston. The athletic commission may be, may be involved in that because of the fact that they don't want cases like AIDS, HIV, Hep C, all that. I mean, it could be just a case of the athletic commission pulling back and saying, you cannot do this. Well, you could also tell them who you're going to allow to get color and fucking get those tests done ahead of time, you know, and say, look, all, all our boys are clean. There's no hep C, no AIDS, no anything. These are the guys who are going to get color. I don't know. I'm just a traditionalist, and I like color in a pay-per-view, you know, especially lethal lockdown. Oh, there he is. He's not realized to stand up. Stand up, Crelly, you idiot. What's oh, there it goes. There goes. Sat down. Oh, there he no. You see the sign. You see the Crelly. sign. It's right there. Yeah, I see H2H because Crelly's covered up by uh, Todd's head. Stand up, Crelly, you idiot. <laughs> you were stood up earlier. All right, guys, the main event is coming up, which means that we're going to take our final commercial break of the night before watching the main event, commenting on it, and wrapping up. Right now, we have Crelly, who just isn't standing up and is having his sign blocked by someone's head. So while Crelly <laughs> continues to do that, we'll take our break and we'll be right back with more Sunday Night Showdown covering TNA's lockdown right here, SNS Radio Network. Samoa Joe, and you're listening to the SNS Network. Let's go to our ring announcer. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that is taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time. Hey, JJ, we got a little bit of time before wrestling starts. Uh, anything in particular you want to watch on TV? I don't know, man. Seriously, whatever you want to watch is fine with me. Dude, let's watch American Idol. This is American Idol. Plus, there's a little bit of ego that's getting out of control with you, I think, based on what your friends and family are telling me. Well, dude, dude my ego needs to need stay, stay, stay intact. You're more embarrassed than Clay is. Yeah. You believe that you've created everything for all of us, correct? There's a song, and I do credit YouTube for the song. You want the credit, you get the blame. I'm guessing you want me to lose every kind of point and, oh, fuck's sake. Okay.
god. A power and a force that you've never seen before. They got the ability to morph and even up the score. No one will ever take them down. The power's on their side. Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Muddy Morphin Power Rangers. There's the chorus. See, it, it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that good. <laughs> you guys can't sit there and say Crowley's not the man, because uh, I'm surprised he did it, quite frankly. That was awesome. All the props to Crowley. Absolutely. Now let's smack him in the face with Matt Hardy's penis and move on. <laughs> Get out of here, you fucking porn kid. Actually, you're listening to the SNS Radio Network, Sunday Night Showdown, right here, covering TNA's lockdown. Interesting pay-per-view, a little bit crazy, a little bit weird. I am joined, of course, by the hosts of the open book. No, excuse me. I am joined by the <laughs> host of the open book, the sensational sequel, and his co-host, Ashley, is his name. Gentlemen. There you go. You got it right that time. Good job. Hashtag right. whole indie show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I might Sean has that because the amount of people that have their face painted in Chikara reminds me of uh, Jeff Hardy. Wow. Apparently, he just tripped on something too, walking down. I guess he's high again. Also, if you notice in the in the promo when he wasn't having his face up like this, he was still had eyeliner on. Yeah. Most of them do. I mean, what do you expect? Jeff Hardy's going steampunk. Wow. Yeah, that face paint is like crazy. Go um, on. Is he going to blank Crelly? Yep. <laughs> he blanks Crelly. <laughs> and apparently he thinks, oh no. <laughs> Crelly reaching out, no. I think we found the uh, one problem with sitting behind the announcer's desk now. Yeah, you don't get a high five. Yeah. Well, see, I I would actually enjoy sitting behind the announcers because that way I can actually see their notes. That's the best uh, part about sitting there. And then you'd be like, I know, Garrett Bischoff's coming out next. If Jeff Hardy ends up spitting acid in the face of fucking Bully Ray, then you know that Midway has a relationship with TNA because he looks like fucking Scorpion. Oh, hail great Muta. No, he looks like Reptile. Reptile's what I meant. Yeah, Scorpion's a yellow guy. 
Do we have to do the secret code and, you know, get him like it is in the original Mortal Kombat? Uh, yes. Oh. Yes. Just do the Konami code, you'll be fine. When the TNA video game finally comes out in 2078, you will need a code to access. That was was one of the stories that I was worried about. Apparently EA is considering going into new sports franchises. I'm just fearing it's going to be EA Presents TNA Impact 2. Or how about EA Presents SimCity, which everyone is shitting all over. (laughs) It's actually not that bad of a game. Connecting, fail, connecting, fail, connecting, fail. Screw it, I'm going to bed. I've been playing. I really have. I didn't... I, in all honesty, I've been playing the game every day since I've been since I've been had it. I've had problems, yes, but I've been able to connect and play the game completely fine. So what See, yeah. game are you picking up then? What? It was one of the store. Well, it broke actually while we were on air with the open book. People that got SimCity... Of, I guess it's EA's origin, or I'm not sure. Due to the issues that they had with the servers since Tuesday, they're offering people a free game. Maxis is yes. Maxis is going to give you a free oh, game Maxis? for Origin. Right. Um, they'll send out the emails. They haven't said any, I haven't got anything yet. Yeah. But back See, to Bronx. My problem is I don't think I, I, we're not going to go off on video games. But, I mean, obviously, I love SimCity, and I don't think my computer can handle the new one. That's why I haven't gotten it yet, because the specs are pretty goddamn high. I mean, the graphics look fucking beautiful. But I may get it and just see if I can run it in a lighter mode until I get a new PC. But uh, definitely one of my favorite games. By the looks of it, The Rock must be in the crowd, because I just saw a sign saying, I gave up my first car to see Jeff Hardy. Wow. I bet it's that same car that you got off the crack crack addicts and whatever. Damn. <laughs> well, we've got this, you know, man, you know, I was talking to someone about this today over dinner. Face versus face. We've got it in this pay-per-view. We've got it at WrestleMania between The Rock and Cena. I think it can work sometime. Um, the build-up for this to me, was kind of lackluster because it was basically just Hogan making Bully Ray the number one contender. You know, I don't like that in TNA where the number one contender is chosen rather than earning the spot. It's always been a problem that I don't like. Part of me now seeing this match is making me think, where's Matt and Devon? Because they're so used to these being because of those great matches that they had back in WWE 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the history that uh, definitely Jeff and, and Bully have been alluding to in in the last couple promos they've done over the weeks. You know, they talk about it's good that they don't actually come out and say, well, in WWE, we blah, blah, blah. But they're alluding to the ladder matches they had, the TLC matches they all had. You know, we just need uh, Edge and Christian out there and we're set. Yeah. That's Crelly, was, Crelly's got the flash photography, so. Yeah. So, quick picks. Let's get them down. Uh, I don't think Ashley's gone first yet, so Ashley, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, sorry, it was, I'm, I'm actually, you know. No, my phone just went first. off. My phone oh, okay. Off. Um, for this one, as much as I respect Hardy for everything he's done, 
I think for what Bully has done in basically reinventing himself for the past 18 months, let's give him a run with the belt. Whether he becomes part of Aces and Eights or not, I don't care. He deserves at least some recognition for what he's done to the for the business. Okay, he's got all these tag titles, but he's never won anything huge on his own. And I think now would be the interesting time to give it to him. Wow. I- I'm going to have to... <laughs> I'm a little bit shocked. And I'd be interested for Sean to give me the breakdown on four down. But, you know, I got bully as well. I think... Jeff's had the belt for a minute now. I, I do like Jeff Hardy, but I think it'd be good for him to chase for a moment. And I, I think that Bully has really stepped up his game, both in his physical shape, his in-ring, and his promo skills. He does deserve the title, even for a little bit. I got Bully Ray going over as well. I'm bringing up the four-down stuff right now. Um, as far as my pick for this one, uh, I think think my pick was for Jeff Hardy. Um, and the only reason why is because I feel that they'll keep the belt on him and then at the next uh, the next big pay-per-view is anniversary, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, I think we could, see, we, could, we could see a return of the King of the Mountain match. Nice little I, whisper in the wind there from Hardy, by the way. He almost missed, though. He almost missed. Yeah, it was, it was a botch nearly. Um, I think we could see a uh, King of the Mountain match at Slammiversary for the title, and then we could see somebody else pick it up then. Uh, possibly Bully Ray when he is coming out as the uh, president of... Um, nice backwards oh, oh. Uh, splash off the top off the top rope. So, I mean, that's this way I'm looking at it. As far as the 4down.org stuff goes... 66.04 says that Bully Ray is going to win. 86.79 says it's going to be by pinfall and submission. And 66.04 says there will be interference. Yeah, I have interference as well. So you've got Jeff to... Uh, no, you've got Bully Ray to go over. I have Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Okay, so we're two to one. Me and Ashley have Bully Ray and you have Jeff. Okay. See, I'm shocked by that because I believe when I checked four down, when I put in my picks, like I think it was Friday... Jeff was ahead, which is interesting. Well, if you look at the vote that they apparently had on Facebook, it couldn't be any closer, really, because it was 51% Hardy, 49% Ray. As Hardy just has a a crotch moment with the top rope. Yeah, singing high in the shower tonight is Jeff Hardy. But, you know... It's hard to pick this one because I think and I think what's going to happen is I'm, I'm almost thinking there's going to be no big reveal tonight. They just did D-Lo last Thursday. What, I, what I'm thinking is going to happen, and I'm, it changed my mind a bit, if Bully goes over, he stays face. Him and Jeff shake hands, they hug, and we continue this on uh, Impact. But I, I don't think you're going to get Bully as a reveal tonight. Oh. Yes, can we help you? No pizza tonight. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, I'll be right down. <laughs> you know, no one in the city realizes there are cell phones now, so just blow your horn to get someone's attention. For a minute, I thought that was the taxi for Crelly. <laughs> Crelly wants to beat the traffic back to the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm expect. Oh, Jeff Hardy almost out of the cage. He's halfway out. Bully Ray grabs him by the by his belt pretty much and pulls him right back in. Before before he does that though, a couple forearms across the back helps him out with that decision. Who's the asshole now? Because Bully always said, "I'm going to beat you in the ring." Hardy's like, "I'm getting the hell out the door." Yeah, it almost looked like Bully. So, and there you go. You talk about reasons. Both guys said we're going to do it in the ring, and we're going to win in the ring. Wait, wait, wait. What did you just say? I said both guys are going to win in the ring. No, yeah, that's you... not what you said. That is not what you said. <laughs> You're going to bust me what tonight. Is, what is it you. about co-hosting a pay-per-view coverage and thinking dirty thoughts? <laughs> I don't think it's dirty thoughts. I think it's... Uh... Dubois triple entendre. You really don't want me to hang up on you during the main event. <laughs> In any event, what I was going to say was that Bully looks like he took offense to the fact that they agreed they would get this done in the ring and fucking Jeff Hardy tries to escape. Yeah, I mean, he looked legitimately ticked a little bit over that. So, I mean, we could see... Um, we could see definitely something going on here with that whole thing. I mean, I I don't know what's going to happen in all honesty. This is one of those matches where I'm looking at it from all sides, and I'm just kind of like, what are we doing? What's the end game for this entire thing? And thinking about it off the top of my head, what if, if Bully Ray is the president of Aces and Eights? Second question comes in. What if Brooke Hogan knew about it the entire time? And she's actually involved in Aces and Eights with him. See, and that could work from the standpoint where Brooke goes to Hogan and the reason she did. Almost, it would be almost similar, and I have to make the comparison to when Stephanie revealed she legit married Triple H. Where you have Brooke tell him, look, I'm tired of you treating me like a little girl. I'm tired of you trying to control my life. And this is why Bully and I set this whole thing up from the beginning. That could work. I just don't think it's going to happen tonight. Yeah, and we just saw a Miss Splash Vader bomb almost from Bully Ray onto Jeff Hardy, which actually looked like it hurt because uh, Bully's face bounced off the mat and hit it again. So Bully looks a little injured from that, but we could, we'll could see him getting up. Hardy going for a twist of fate, but gets reversed into a attempted bully bubble bomb, which has turned into a twist of fate from Jeff Hardy. Oh, nice. Nice twist of fate by Jeff. Hardy pulls off the shirt. We could be seeing the end here as Hardy starts going to the top rope. And we see Aces and Nates climbing the cage. Garrett Bischoff. Holy shit. Garrett Bischoff and Wes Briscoe climb the cage. Now, question is, why are they in the cage? Why right. is Bully doing anything? Right. What, what, what's the reason here? And you got to ask. Why that. is Bully doing anything? Oh, Bully double clotheslines both men, and they go down. My question is, though, why would Aces and Eights interfere in this match? What's there to gain from them? Oh, uh, oh, oh hold on, hold on. Bully Ray gets <laughs> down on all fours, and we see the hardy, the hardy jump off his back and into both members of Aces and Eights. 
this is how you do the tag team stuff that Bully Ray and Hardy were so good at. Wait, Bully Ray just told Jeff Hardy to open the cage, and they go out. They throw both oh. of Aces and Nates out onto the, the... Oh! Oh! I hope he got his hand out. His hand was in between the ring and that ramp. Damn. Yeah, I really him. hope. Okay, I'm thinking that was symbolic, that they're saying, let's get rid of the garbage and get this done. Oh, my God. He's got contact lenses in. That's yeah, the reason. Because... <laughs> Why would Aces care about this match? It has no impact on either, you know, any members of Aces and Eights who wins this match. So I think that was all symbolic. Just showing that these guys are on the same page and this is a, a friendly face-on-face match. That's yeah. my only reason for it, you know? The fact they showed up, though, kind of, it still leaves the, the, the hint there. But there's your interference. You know, the hook with the bait's there and whether one of them latches onto it. Well, you get at least some points, whether you, you pick right on this match or not, because there was interference, which I picked and which a lot of people picked. So there's some points on four down to be shared for sure. Yep. I don't think I did. <laughs> well, screws you over. I'm, I may, with quite a lot of these, I don't think I've got the stipulations perfect, but I've got who wins, who loses right, certainly with the four down stuff. I got the... Um, the Joseph Park one wrong. Let me ask you guys this real quick. Do you think Jeff Hardy's done as far as being in trouble? Do, do you think it's over? Because he's been so fucking solid for over a year now that I think maybe he's finally grown up, that it's done. It's a possibility. I mean, he's done very well, and I, I'm glad to see he's turned around. I mean, I did know him a little bit from his Omega days, I will say that, and I'm glad to see that he is clean. Um, as far as being in trouble, though, he's a Hardy. Hardys are always in trouble, it seems. So <laughs> I'm hoping he's clean. I'm hoping him and Matt can I get together. I think he's together. straightened himself out a lot more since he uh, got his kid. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! Oh, was that a botch? That was might have been. Yeah. Oh, boy's about to fall. There it is. Hardy just went for the mule kick onto Bully Ray from the top rope. Uh, as Hardy did that, he actually let loose and fell to the mat below. Bully falls onto him as in a splash attempt and goes for a pinfall. He gets a two count, and both men are sitting as everyone in the crowd seems to be giving applause, even SoCal Val. <laughs> yeah. Crelly's like, meh. Oh. <laughs> Then again, we can't really see Cody, so we can't. Hardy going for the uh, for the attempt to escape again. Oh, is he going to go for a whistle? Oh, maybe not. Top? Okay, now shit is getting real. Both men on the top of the cage. I think we're about to see a powerbomb. I think we're bomb. about to see a powerbomb. No. Yeah. Ho- Bubba bomb. Bubba powerbomb from the top rope. And... There it goes. We Three, just saw two, one. Back. a huge powerbomb from the top rope as Hardy was on top of the cage. Jesus. Sean, you just missed out on a slow-mo holy shit from Bronx. <laughs> I know, but... Powerbomb off the top. Here's the replay. Get a replay. Back. 
Wiley Wiley Coyote camera too. Beautiful. Oh shit. And only a two count. Oh god, I've just noticed something. Oh Hebner's refereeing. I guess because uh Les is hurt. Yeah, Junior's hurt. Or we're getting a screw job. No, <laughs> that's a possibility too. It's Earl not. Earl, Earl, Every Earl time Earl Hebner's there, I somehow think something's going wrong. Earl Hebner's president. That's why. This isn't racist, but it's like the black referee in WWE. Nearly every match he's in, there is some sort of interference. Here comes Hogan and Brooke Hogan to the side of the ring from the... Aces and eight. No, No, not the aces and eight. It's not from their way. Hogan on crutches. Why are they out here? Oh, no. Crelly has jumped the barrier and is running to Brooke. (laughs) Oh, no, wait. Hogan Hogan isn't on crutches. That's how he normally walks. (laughs) Wait, wait, they're on on the aces and eight side. Oh, no way, they're moving around. Crowley's jumped the barrier and has taken Brooke with him. Crowley's part of the Aces and Eights. Oh, my God. And ladies and gentlemen, SNS proudly presents your what the fuck moment of the night. Okay, he's going to pass the crutch to Bully. He's going to pass a crutch to Bully. Who's the heel? There's none in the ring. Hogan's part of Aces and Eights. Yeah, but if he passed passes the crutch to Bully, then vicariously, wouldn't Bully be part of Aces and Eights? Yeah. And there comes Mike Knox. Oh, speaking of Aces and Mike Eights. Mike Knox is out. D-Lo is out. There's the, there's the chain to Jeff Hardy. They both got chains. They're looking to take out the Aces and Eights members as they climb over. Devon is in. Mike Knox is in. You know, I see something happening. Well, wait, 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 wait. Wait. Devon and Bubba are looking down. Somebody's going to turn. And I got a feeling it's going to be Jeff. He threw the hammer to Bully. He threw the hammer to Bully Ray. But Bully hasn't used it. No, but this isn't it. This isn't it. This is the tease. And there it is. Jeff Hardy just gets whacked in the back from Bully Ray. Jeff Hardy is down. Jeff Hardy is down. Bully is aces and eights. Stop. Hammer time. (laughs) (laughs) Bully is aces and eights. Team 3D is back. Brooke and Hulk Hogan are looking completely stunned. And now Bully for the pin. And you have a new... TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, okay. Th- this, <laughs> this is what I thought would happen. This is what I thought would happen. But I would have thought Brooke would have been on the side of it too. Bully kind of looking at Hogan. Now he's holding up the belt. Wow. But is he the president? That's the thing. Maybe not. Look at Brooke. Brooke is, uh, excuse me. <coughs> Brooke is pulling on the cage, crying. Look at her. She's just completely like, she's a better actor than her dad is right now. The last time she was, cr- the last time she was crying like that, though, she nearly had a wardrobe malfunction. What's going to happen is this Thursday, 
She's going to want an explanation and Bully's going to say, the only reason I married you, you dumb bitch, was to make your daddy trust me. And He's that going her right now. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it, but uh, much you like... You mean nothing to me, I think he said. <laughs> she's going to get 70% of Bully's shit. So Bully probably didn't make a wise decision here. Prenup. I think B Bully said you mean nothing to me. I mean, I like to see Bully come out with just a plate to the belt and say Brooke took the rest. <laughs> <laughs> but one good thing that comes out of this, thank God, thank Jesus. He just threw the belt. He just threw the belt at the cage. I was just going to say, it looks like this this stupid Hardy belt is going to be gone, but... No, he's got it back. Oh, hang yeah. on. Bully is getting the on the mic. Belt. That's the regular belt, too, by the way. Bully's getting on the mic, so we're going to finish with a promo. <laughs> this is... Well... You know, <laughs> I am so tempted... I am so tempted to give the audio of this, but we're not going to do that, obviously. No, I'm just, I'm just going to say what bras I put in the chat room for seventy percent. So she's all four, for all four of Flair's ex wives and what? <laughs> all right. So we had two major reveals within <clears throat> three days. We had D'Lo and Bully Ray. The difference. Oh. I'm sorry. Let me, let me say this right quick. Hulk just, I mean, uh, Bully just said to Hulk, I used you. Brooke, I just screwed you. Nice. Here we and, go. So, oh, look, they're throwing stuff in the, they're, wow. The bottle. amount of rubbish that's going in the ring now. You know, Welcome I'm to the, Vince Russo, what's your opinion on this? Well, see. What I think has happened here is we, we did a swerve. You know what I mean? A swerve. We have Bully Ray win the title and tell Brooke she ain't shit. It's a classic swerve. Okay. Get out. Yeah. Lock, lock you know, him out I'm, not, I'm not going to shit on this ending. I'm not going to. I said they needed to do something to, you know, kind of keep me interested in aces. Wait, wait. I'm sorry to cut you off. He just yelled out he's the president of aces and eights. He just yelled it out. Wow. Well, I'll tell you one thing that they did. They made you have to watch Impact Thursday because you want to know what's going to go on. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, a hug. The Dudley boys are back together. Team 3D. Okay. But as I said, despite of whether he turned heel or not, for, for all that he's done... Especially with all the stuff that he did in ECW behind the scenes, he deserves some recognition, and he's got it. Well, I mean, the heat this will get is always too obvious, and it was. And, you know, I said it from the beginning with the way these guys were showing each other so much love, meaning Bully and, and uh, Jeff Hardy, showing each other so much respect that it was a little too obvious. But still, at least they did something. And I like the fact that Brooke didn't turn with him because now you really have a reason for Hogan to be pissed. Uh -huh. Sorry, I'm doing the final write-up for the show. For, uh, I'm for just, the recap. I'm just wondering there at the end whether uh, Billy Ray was pointing at Crowley or Taz. <laughs> really? You're wondering that? I think he said Taz, though, on the commentary. So... <laughs> 
Uh, where is the post? So there you go. The the president of uh, Aces and Eights is Bully Ray. His VP is Devon. His, I guess, his director of chaos is Doc. I just don't want to see Bully come out Thursday to. <laughs> that would be bad. As a matter of fact, I was up. Oh, nice. that, no. that, that joke <laughs> over like a fart in church. So I'm, just I'm sorry. I'm doing the write-up still. I'm kind of like, what am I well, going to no, write? No, because then write? Jack Swagger would come on and saying, hey, do you guys like drugs? Hashtag weed the people. That's yeah. horrible. That is horrible joke right there in its own. I hate that quote now, by the way. We the people, it is absolutely horrible because it is the only thing used on in the Facebook by the trolls and on in the chat room by the trolls. I'm getting tired of that hey. one already. Mine is weed to the people. I know, but it's until, still... Until he gets punished for his drugs, I will always reference that. Well, I mean, if the weed the people thing <laughs> doesn't calm down, because I, I was going to bring that up, I'm going to calm it down. The, the whole we the people... First it was yes, 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 yes. Now it's we the people, we the people. Tone it down. <laughs> and it just went down in the chat room. Uh, well, weed the people is fine, because that's yeah. more of an... No, we the out. people is a political state. We the people is a political statement. Just randomly chanting catchphrases from wrestlers. You know, you don't hear us going woo all the time because we're Ric Flair marks. No, I. Yeah. But oh well, I mean, it's just one of those things. Um, so I mean, final thoughts. I mean, what's what yeah, we thinking? Let's wrap this up. Uh, let's start with letter grades, and I'll go first. I will give the pay-per-view a solid B-. minus. It was a good pay-per-view. There were some good matches, but the whole th- some of the matches were just, eh. You know, the, the roof not being utilized and uh, just the predictability of the ending I'm not that pissed off about, but did they really do anything to blow my socks off? Not so much. So I'll give it a B minus. Um, C plus. I'll, I'll claim it up. C plus because of the two horrible matches we did. We did have out of all the matches we did have Joseph Parks and Joey Ryan and then um, Robbie E and Robbie T. Two horrible matches. But yeah. I mean, the other ones definitely helped out. Uh, Sucks that we didn't have the, the roof of the cage, but it's it is what it is. Great pay per view, but I mean, come on, let's let's not do these two crap matches. Even the divas match was pretty good, or the knockouts match, excuse me, was pretty good compared yeah. to the other matches. So I mean, let's come on, TNA, wake up, Ashley. Me, I'm gonna say. I'm going to go with Bronx and say B minus because, okay, you did have the two poor matches with the Robbies and um, Park and Ryan. But then that kind of got countered by the excellent opening match for the X Division title and the, um, the triple threat tag team match. There were some very energetic and well thought out matches. Even the lethal lockdown, despite the roof not being there, was actually a stronger lockdown, 
stronger lethal lockdown match than I've seen in years. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Again, not a bad pay-per-view at all. I mean, they, they I'm, I'm proud of them for the crowd that it looked like they had. I'd like to get the final numbers on exactly how many people that they had there. Uh, it looked good. It looked like a pay-per-view. It didn't look like a glorified, you know, edition of Impact. And if this is what we can expect from them on the road, I'm all for it. I- I'm glad they're doing it. And, you know, I want to watch Impact Thursday. That's the main thing. I want to see Impact. They left me wondering what's going to happen Thursday between Bully, Brooke, and Hulk Hogan. So they did their job. And, uh, okay, not bad at all. One thing I'll quickly mention that... Uh Mac Daddy messaged me on Skype with while we went to commercial break before, well, before we came back from break. He said that it's not Texas law for the, the whole bleeding thing because it was in Dallas where Brock got busted open, but it may just be the, uh, the local San Antonio commission that doesn't like having blood. So that might be why there was no presence of it tonight, possibly. Yeah. Possible, possible. Yeah, yeah. the lack of blood makes me think you're right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, who knows what the real reason why. I mean, it could be a lot of things. The Texas Athletic Commission could have its own separate committees in each of the cities for it, so. Excuse me. I don't know perhaps what's going they on. Did it, perhaps they did it for the people. The Rock. Bring up four down right quick to see if it's already been updated, and it has not, unfortunately. Yeah, it probably won't be updated for another like 10, 15 minutes. It, it takes a while. I don't know. They've been pretty fast for the past couple of times, so I don't know. Well, I, I, no disrespect, but they didn't they didn't update the matches, did they? <laughs> well, I know Spencer, who's the guy in charge, has actually has been doing a lot of stuff recently, so I don't know if he's ah uh, okay. Pan- <coughs> Paying as close attention or not. Yeah, I don't know. You know, we'll see how we did. Someone will post it on the... I I think we probably did pretty good tonight, judging by our picks. I mean, I think I only missed two. Uh, I didn't keep exact records of of how the three of us did, but I I think we did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't think I've come top, but I've certainly... If you look at figures-wise, if I'm in the top 100, I will be uh, pleased. Well, I think the big one will be the main event. You know, I picked Bully, I picked Interference. So that's going to be the big one, I think. Mm. And I picked one title to change hands, which that was it. One title changed hands. So there's some more points. So I think we did pretty good. I think most of the time everybody picks the one title changing hands, though. So I think that's where it goes. And so when that happens, oh, well. Yeah. So, so well, I, don't, I don't know. With that being said, guys, let's wrap it up. Um, make sure you check out all the shows on the network, your weekend podcasts, Beyond the Bell, the Elite Force podcast, um, definitely Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain Wrestling News Live, myself, JJ. I'm sure we're going to be talking Paul Bearer. Uh, we're going to be talking about Raw, as always, Midweek Elite Force Podcast, Running the Ropes. Uh, check out, of course, TNA Chat Live Thursday, 
at 10.30 p.m., 8.30 p.m. Mountain, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 p.m. Mountain. Uh, I'll be letting you know what's going on with Impact and make sure you join my two co-hosts every Friday night, 11 p.m. Eastern on The Open Book. Guys, I want to thank you so much. It was a good show, man. Definitely it was. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it's my first actually Sunday night showdown to work, work the event. So, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I get to come back because, like I said, it was a lot of fun. It's the first time I've actually had the chance to really use my play-by-play color commentary skills. So, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pleasure for me as well. I was really kind of kind of proud that I was given the opportunity, and I hope everyone on the call enjoyed it. I hope everybody that's listening, whether on live or on the archive, enjoyed it. And, yeah, if if we can do this again for somewhere down the line, Slammiversary perhaps, let's go crazy in Boston, because Crelly will be there. Oh, God. Or even WrestleMania. I mean, there's always a possibility. If the boss is cool never with know. it, who knows? For now. You never know, but I'll say, man, great show, guys. I want to thank you. As always, I want to thank our producer, Larry Brassi Wagner. Yeah, I gave out his name, Brassi. Thank you so very much. <laughs> guys, <laughs> thank you for being in chat. Thank you for listening. Decent pay-per-view. I had fun. Good night, everyone. Have an awesome week. This has been Sunday Night Showdown's coverage of Lockdown by TNA on the SNS Radio Network. Hey girls, beat boys, superstar DJs, here we go!
I'm so wrong.